Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. Upload video content, organize your video library, and showcase your content on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. Cha-ching. <laughs> you can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence, so check this out. Generate instant, personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. Squarespace AI... Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also not just write it, but read it too. (laughs) And edit it. (laughs) Hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music, or eBooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. (laughs) (laughs) And you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hey, mates, before we start, I was wondering if you have a few quick seconds, would you be able to vote for us in the Australian Podcast Awards? Now, you can do this by going to australianpodcastawards.com slash vote, and then you type our name, do go on into the little box there and click on our logo, and then you fill in your name or whatever. And anyone can vote. You don't have to be from Australia. Anyone from around the world can vote unless you're a robot. There's a box you have to tick uh, declaring that you are not a robot, which I think is pretty rough on our robot friends, but that's by the by. I did not make the rules. Anyway, please do that if you want to. No pressure, but if you've got a second, go to australianpodcastawards.com slash vote and vote for us. We will not let you down. Now, on with the show. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicke and as always I'm here with Matt Stewart and Jess Perkins. Hi Dave, hi Matt. Hi Jess, I'm Matt Stewart and we've got another guest in with us today as well Dave. It is our absolute pleasure to welcome to the podcast for the first ever time from Auntie Donna, it's Zachary Ruane. Sorry to get too comfortable, but I'm going to call you Zach. No, <laughs> that's fine. We, um, we, I, should, I should say for the listener, you asked 
<laughs> moments earlier if I prefer Zach and Zachary and I'm doing a lot of promo for we'll talk about that in a minute <laughs> and at the moment no we won't <laughs> and every interview has opened with uh, is it Zach or Zachary <laughs> and like and I just I, I really haven't thought and about it that much okay. and now I'm like getting really anxious <laughs> that it's something I should think about well what are you like what do your family call you? Does anybody call you Zachary? My mother when she's angry with yes, me. Yes, that's the only time I get Jessica. Yeah. And that's the vibe we like to go for with our <laughs> guests, <laughs> an angry mother. I like to make you feel like we're scolding you. I, I used to have a vision. I used to think, well, uh, when I do comedy, I'll be Zachary Wayne. The character is Zachary Wayne. Mm. But when I do serious side <laughs> projects, yes. it'll be Zachary Wayne. And then someone was like, yeah, but then like that that's going to like fuck your Google stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like no one's going to be able to Google you and I'm like, "Oh no." <laughs> and then and then um and then I, I think I picked Zachary Rewain for my socials, so then I was sort of doing that. And then my partner was like, that's a lot of er sounds, like Zachary Rewain. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and then I think about two years ago I just shut down. I was like, I'm not going to think about this question anymore. It's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. And then just something is being born in me this week where mm. everyone's asking and I'm like, oh, no, no, I don't know. I don't care. I don't think Dave knew what he was bringing up when he asked that question. No. <laughs> I thought it would be, a, oh, just, just say that. At the start, yeah, great, great, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> but really, you have a meltdown. You have a crisis. Here's a little secret about me: it, it doesn't matter what you ask me; it will trigger a meltdown. <laughs> 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 I think I had about four meltdowns in the process of going. But Matt also said, "You know how this this show works." I'm like, "Yeah, I've listened, but I mean, I mean, is there secrets? Do you know secrets? Is there secrets to how this works?" <laughs> no, like, yeah, that's a good point. This is a pretty standard stuff. But also a bunch of secrets. Yeah, there are a few oh, secrets. That you'll just have to navigate yeah. as we get to them. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be fun. We've set a few booby traps. Yeah. <laughs> a few little booby traps for me. What other, what other media you've been doing? Obviously you're doing Do Go On, one of the big – this is one of the big gets that yeah, people you want know, to do to on me, the circuit. To me, because I'm a nerdy boy. I'm a nerdy boy and I love uh, I love comedy but I also just love like l- interesting stuff. Mm. I love What a yeah, nerd. Yeah, I love things that are quite interesting. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> um, and so for me this is a get because it's like oh I get to be a little bit funny but then I get to just talk well, interrupted. I was about to say in, uninterrupted, but the whole thing oh, yeah. was interrupted. We'll interrupt the <laughs> shit out of you. I get to talk interrupted about a topic of my choice for an hour plus. Yes. And that is for someone with, for a nerdy boy with a big ego, this is the get. <laughs> <laughs> You haven't been able to do that when you've been interviewed by newspapers. Uh, no, no ah. not, not as much. It's it's a lot of... Um, What's happening with journalism these days? It's a lot of... Um, so we met at acting school uh, <laughs> and Broden, Mark, me, and, but we were always drawn to the funny characters <laughs> and, and we thought, well, heck, why don't we do that? And we have... There's a major comedy festival in Melbourne and, and we just thought, let's have a go. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of that. Yeah. Um, so I was like, please get me on something where I don't have to do that. That unless as a bit I decide to do that like I just did. Yeah. Can we explain what uh, what you're on the, the plugging circuit for? You've, you've got a new Netflix. Yeah. It's a comedy show which is something you've yes. been drawn yeah. to. Not, 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 yeah. not quite as interesting as I, I had hoped. I said to the group, you know, we pitched to Netflix a six-part sketch show um, and they said yes and then I was like, well, well I have you. <laughs> 
would you consider, you know, a 26-part panel show of British people hosted by Stephen Fry uh, where, where maybe I'm the cheeky boy and it says cheeky things and, and the interesting facts are said and they said, well, that already exists. Oh. And I said, oh, yeah, quite interesting, QI. And they're like, no, no, there's 50 of those shows. <laughs> <laughs> there's already 50. That is one of them. <laughs> um, so, so, no, I, I do have – I have a six-part uh, Netflix comedy special. Comedy spe- people are saying special. It's a, a series mm. um, with my comedy group, Auntie Donna, which is um, the, the biggest thing I've ever done in my life. Uh, I'm very nervous um, and very excited and that's what I'm here to promote. And it yeah. comes out today. It yeah. comes out very same day yeah. as this podcast. And it is, it's oh, worldwide. Similar to this too, podcast. Did you know that? We've got a lot worldwide of, release on this. <laughs> But do you see a lot of people when you announced it were like, is it only on the Australian Netflix? And you have to reply a lot of times, <laughs> no, on- no. No, you no, can get no. on all the Netflix. It's made by Netflix. We've, we've done things in the past that are geo-blocked uh, yeah. and that, that is a pain. The occasional, not you can see it anywhere is a lot easier than, right no, now. you can't yeah. see it right now in your country, but we are working on it. Yeah. Watch this space. <laughs> Consider a VPN. I didn't say that. Um, so, yeah, it, it is worldwide. It's very exciting. What time does this podcast go out? comes out 11 a.m. Melbourne time. 11 a.m. Melbourne time, which I don't know what that mm. is, Pacific time, but the, our show is coming out 12.01 Pacific time today. Okay. Right. So in about seven or eight hours. Yeah. I reckon just jump onto your Netflix. It'll probably tell you. Yeah, you that's know? true. They often do that. That's true. So if it's not there yet, it's not available, just check in. But here's what you can do. You can go to it. You can go. You can type in Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun. This is only relevant for seven hours. So if you're listening to this podcast <laughs> a day after <laughs> it's gone up, <laughs> this is no longer relevant. But you can type <laughs> that in. You can, you can say remind me and it'll let you know. It'll put it on your my list. Yeah. And I'm if you're listening excited. to this, you know, in a year or so time, you can do that for season two. Well, or season one, which will just sit there as a constant <laughs> reminder of the fact that we were too weird for <laughs> the English-speaking world. <laughs> but you're big in Spain. Oh, we're yeah. big in Spain. Yeah. We're big in Spain. <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> Very funny. It is so, it's so exciting though. I can't so wait. Exciting. It's it's like it's one of those things where you know how you know this you, and you you joke Matt but you, like you did your tour of the UK and like people came. Yeah, surprisingly yeah, to us, yeah. yeah. And it it's a it's one of those things I think sometimes you just go along your journey as a comedian and or as a performer and you do your thing and then you know one more person, one more person and oh there's an audience and you don't really realise and it's always funny the moments where you go, oh, wow, this, mm. is, this is big. And I remember it was actually when the marketing department at Netflix sent, we'd made the show, I'd met like childhood idols like Weird Al Yankovic does a cameo. <laughs> Man, that's uh, wild, so, yeah. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> like Scott Ackerman was an EP. Like this is like crazy, crazy, crazy. Kristen Schaal does a voiceover yeah. and I was there in the voiceover studio. I was like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the best voice there is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so it's just this really, really like strange experience. But for the most part, I was just stressed about remembering my lines the whole time. <laughs> and then it wasn't until... They sent the Netflix marketing department sent the first edit of the trailer and also just like the pictures for like the top of our Facebook and billboards if they were to make them. And it was that that email 
that I freaked out. Like, yeah. It was like two years after I'd known I had this, I saw this email. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, they've, no. Called, they've called me Zach, not Zachary. <laughs> oh, no. It's ruined. Oh. <laughs> it's ruined. <laughs> it's ruined. Oh, that is why they call Matt. I don't know if you know this. He's called, known as the pun king yeah. on this show. No, that's a pun. No one's been able to explain what a pun is to me. Ruined. Do you know you know as a Netflix comedian? <laughs> oh God. Um, Dave well, always I, just says it's a play on words. Yeah, but I don't a play on words. I think is it is it? There's got to be double meaning in there. That's right. p- surely part of the definition. Yeah. Surely there's there's it's 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 using one word in a different context. Are, right. are there puns that don't do that? We we don't know, Zach. We're not that advanced. <laughs> we so don't know. Was, oh, some <laughs> massive conglomerate that created a thing where you could just type in pun definition. Zach, you're acting crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, stop it. Are you pitching a new show? <laughs> yeah, I think it's a show. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's something. I, all I've got in my head is order the internet, make it ordered, and hmm. and then. Take control of the entire world with glasses. Those are the <laughs> thoughts I've got. Okay. Hopefully um, they didn't, never came off the, the Google, Google glasses. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, the Google glass. Google goggles would have been yeah, way Google better. Google goggles. That's imagine, what they, why they didn't come off, I reckon. Imagine going for a swim. Um, <laughs> should we acknowledge the fact? <laughs> Is that a child or a cat? It sounds like a goat to me. <laughs> it's there is either a child, a cat, or a goat outside wailing. Which almost definitely will not be picked up by these microphones. No, but no. We, if we sound thrown off by someone pleading for their life, it's either a cat, a goat, or a child. None of us have checked, but <laughs> we assume not, they're pleading for their we're life. We're back in the same room as well I for know. the first time. We're, we're, in, we're in the Aunty Donner office. We're in the inner sanctum here. Is this where you used to record... We recorded a few early episodes when Broad and Kelly from Arnie Donald recorded and the uh, Elvis episode with Nick Mason we recorded in this room That's as true, well. That's true, yeah. This was before it was the Arnie Donner office. Yeah, we um, so we're in stupid old studios w- with you guys and, and we uh, we kind of like took took the common room. Yeah. We were like, we don't have enough space. We'll take the common room, please. <laughs> and I think there was some controversy around that, some mumblings around the office. Yeah. yeah. Mostly from me. I was, <laughs> I was starting rumours. Yeah. I, um, I, I, you know, I have a funny story about your podcast because I, and it's about the fact that we share an office because I remember I have a friend who's really, really into podcasts. I imagine he's probably listening. I haven't talked to him in years. And I remember the the moment I realised you guys were really taking off <laughs> was when he came to me. I used to work at a cinema and he was working at the cinema as well and he came up to me and he said, hey, just so you know, one of the podcasts I listen to often complain about how loudly you rehearse. <laughs> <laughs> often apologise for you loudly rehearsing in the room next door. I was like, wow, these guys are doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> that was your reaction. It was good for them. Good for them. Good for them. That's great. I also, I also, because um, I'm not I, like I've I've gotten into podcasts since, but at the time I wasn't crazy into podcasts because I also he also was a big fan of Daily Planet and 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 Nick Mason and and I remember I walked up to Nick and I was like, hey, I have a friend who uh, <laughs> really likes your podcast. <laughs> And it was just like, you know, when you know from someone's reaction, it's like, oh, he's one of many, many people yeah. <laughs> and I am an asshole. <laughs> hey, good job, little bud. Yeah, it was that. It was so that. And he was like, oh, thank you. you. 
<laughs> Thank you. And she's like, oh, you're very successful and I didn't know that. <laughs> Not successful enough for you to know the real name is podcast, admittedly. Because I, I don't know why I just called it the Daily Planet. <laughs> that's so embarrassing. Well, that's the, is that a pun? No, no, that's just a that's just a someone that has it's a, Superman on their mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, why is it, it's it's completely escaping me? It's it's a weekly planet. Oh, that's fine. Yes. <laughs> that's fine. That's why. I was, you yeah, know, you're like, in the right. I mean, that's 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 why I'm. Is that a is weekly planet a pun on the daily? Planet? Well, it's a reference, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Weekly weekly planet is playing off daily planet. That's not that, but that isn't a pun. Maybe no. that's an homage. Right. It's a, it's a, like out of necessity, maybe. Though. But like if the host was named Kaylee and they called the show The Kaylee Planet, you'd right. be like, that's a pun. Okay. Is it's it? a double meaning. Oh my God. I'm that really, is? really tempted to just Google. Um, I know. We've never done pun, that before. But I worry that I'm going to get in the way of like your banter. You know, I'm just no, going to stop. We could end this right now. No, yeah. But then, yeah. then what are you going to do for content? Exactly. Yeah. One of our bits is not knowing what a pun is, Matt. <laughs> Oh, We've only got wait, two who, bits. The other one is not knowing what scat and scar, the difference between scat and scar. Oh, I know the difference. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. scat also in America also means poo. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is, this is, this is, uh, do you want to know the, the meaning for pun or do you want me to hold it to I want to know. I want to know. Um, do, who wants to just have a guess? Who wants to just have a guess I, at the definition? I can't. I, I, it feels like well, you said the double meaning. I love that. I think that that's in there. Maybe a play on words with a double meaning. Maybe put those two things together. You're covering mm. more bases. Is puntastic a pun? Yes. Or is that a portmanteau? Oh, that's great. It's not a I've portmanteau. got exciting news for you. I've got portmanteau in my report. Yes. And I'm so glad you said it because I wasn't 100% <laughs> on the pronunciation. <laughs> Me either, to be fair. So there could be people listening like, oh, that was painful to hear. What is a pun? A pun is a joke exploiting the different possible meanings of a word or the fact that there are words which sound alike but have different meanings. Oh. Okay. Right, yeah. And uh, a Zach is someone that takes all the fun out of it. <laughs> <laughs> so he ruins it. He ruins I, it. I ruin everything, <laughs> which is a pun because I'm exploiting the fact that these two words sound alike but have different meanings. Yes. The best part about that is this time next week we will have forgotten that and That's we'll be back here and you won't be here so yeah. I'll to explain it. So we'll have no idea. And it also it still doesn't fully, that doesn't compute in my head no. like where an example will come up and I'll be like, I don't still don't know if it is or not. But yeah. now I've got some criteria I can sort of tick off. <laughs> That's it. Which I've, exactly I've basically it. forgotten but... <laughs> Still, at one point I heard the words. So that's, that's pretty promising. Yeah. Uh, this, is maybe, this is the longest intro we've done in so long. I'm a, I'm a fiend for a long intro. I have a, I have a side project um, which I'm not here to promote. I'm here to promote the Netflix show. Okay. <laughs> All right. But, but if you were to mention your side project. I'm going to beep it out. Say, yeah, just beep it out. <laughs> I have a podcast with my friend Mishwood Trapp. It's called Mission Zach's Leguizama Rama where we watch, much like your uh, Patreon exclusive mm. Where you watch every film starring Ben Fraser. Ben mm-hmm. Fraser? Brendan oh, I am, Fraser. I am. This is bad. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan Fraser. I watch every movie starring the character actor John Leguizamo. Um, and we, boy, are our intros long. Too long. Too, Le- too long. Surely Leguizamo Rama is a pun. Yes, I believe so. That's That's got to be a pun. And that's our new game is thinking of if we were to do other 
uh, podcasts about about famous actors, and my personal favorite is Michael Shenanza. Oh, uh, that's all. That's all I've got. <laughs> what? Wait. So how is Leguizamo Rama a pun? What's the know. double meaning of Leguizamo? Don't know. So Leguizamo, and then also um, like a, uh, no, maybe it's not. Maybe a pun. It's not well, a pun. See, this is what I mean. It's fucking confusing. <laughs> but ma- but diorama rama. <laughs> Diorama Rama. That's the thing on The Simpsons where they have their diorama day. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, anyway. no. <laughs> talk, talk about one of your EPs, um, Scott Ockerman. He, I listen to his podcast and that, that shows all intro. You know, that's sort of oh, a yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah, talking, yeah, yeah. The exclu- we talk exclusively about whatever <laughs> band they're talking about and they don't mention them for an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, we uh, like I was really, I'm really big into one pot pastas at the moment just because, you know, it's less dishes and, <laughs> and that sort of thing. And, and um, I can't express to you, I think Leguizamo Rama is more one pot pasta talk than it is Leguizamo <laughs> talk. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, our fans are like playing along. They're like, oh, ha, ha. And I'm like, but I think deep down they just want <laughs> us to get to the point. Yeah. <laughs> They're humouring you. Yes. It's like, oh, I can be in on the joke. It's like you can also just tell us to stop. There's yeah. only four of you. Just <laughs> shoot us a DM. <laughs> let us know what you need from us. <laughs> well, maybe we should uh, get, get on with it now. Um, mm-hmm. So the way this show works for new listeners is one of – the four of us, in this mm-hmm. case it's Zach, will go away and research a topic. We'll learn all we can about it and we'll write up a report and then we'll bring it back to the others and then we'll tell them and then they'll listen politely pretty much uninterrupted for an hour or so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this week Zach's done the report. Yeah. He's here to learn us about a certain topic. We don't know what the topic is. We get on to the topic with a question. What is this week's question, Zach? Oh, well, that's a great question. My question <laughs> is name a company that through their history and expertise really shouldn't be messing up the opening of a new venture. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is based on one of your earlier episodes. That's oh. a fantastic oh. question. Love Thank that. you. Thank you so much. This is the I, I should also use this opportunity to say that thoughtful, considered, well-written question took me maybe 20 minutes to yeah. come up with. Yep. I had about four hours to do the report. <laughs> so start doing some maths and get excited for the second half of this podcast. <laughs> but, I mean, we can all admit that was a fantastic question. A great question. question. Oh, yeah, it was so good. It kind of lost me halfway through a little bit. <laughs> well, you know, just remember that but question I'm... when I'm hitting the dot points. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, is it, so it's based on an old episode. So maybe an old episode about a company that we've done. Well, yes, yes. So it's it's a specific um, uh, the 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 topic I have chosen is a specific moment in time or a specific venture of of a company. Right. Uh, now I have accidentally, through conversation, given this away to most of the people here today. <laughs> That's right. So largely, Matt, this is on you to get. Yes, you did um, say the topic out loud when you were finishing the report whilst I was driving you here. You just said the key word and then went, "Oh no, oh no." Uh, there are details beyond that that I don't think I've given away. I'm trying but... to think of, of parts. So we've done Lego. We've done. Stop me when I'm. I'm I'll, I'll say it again. McDonald's. So name a company that, through their history, through their history really shouldn't be messing up the opening of a new venture because maybe this company who is very successful, very well known for one of the things, for many things, but one of the things they do, 
have failed in the opening of their ventures in the past. Oh, okay. Uh, this is harking back to a Matt Stewart classic. Oh, very oh early one. The first do go on I ever listened to. Ah. Oh, we've talked about this before, yeah. I reckon. And you're a big fan of theme parks. <gasps> It's a Disney. It's Disneyland. Well it is a Disney done, theme park. Good there job. Go. Oh, I would never. Yeah, have you're the biggest that. theme park lover I know. I'm a bit of a I'm like like all men. I've taken something I enjoy and I've turned it into facts that I can say to people <laughs> until they hate me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do. I love theme parks. I, I really love theme parks, and I. Uh, it was one of those great moments where I realised that how good your podcast is because you then can have lots of like any freak you meet, any nerd you meet, you can be like, oh, yeah, I know a little bit about your thing because <laughs> yeah. I did an episode about <laughs> yeah. it once and we had a moment. So yeah. you talked many years ago about the opening of Disneyland. Yes. And today I'm going to be talking. Can I say now? Yeah, you can, of course, yes. Oh, thank God. <laughs> the mystery remains for the entire episode. <laughs> the listeners never find out. Uh, I'm going to be talking about uh, largely the opening but also just a bit of the history of Disney California Adventure, Ooh. which Ooh. is the theme park directly across from Disneyland. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is a sequel. Yeah. That opened in 2001. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, no, I don't think I've ever heard of it. No. No, you probably haven't. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. Unless you've been there and then well, we're like, what's that? And someone says, that's the other park. <laughs> Sadly, <laughs> oh. Jess and I both visited in 1998 yeah. on separate family trips. So we, oh, we missed it. Just a missed few out. Years. Wow. That was a car park then. Yeah. Oh, wow. We probably used it. <laughs> uh, we stayed in a motel opposite. <laughs> Disneyland, and there was an IHOP that shared a car park with our motel. Wow. Yeah, it was the a thing, good trip. What a cultured trip that <laughs> yeah. was. I need to say, though, I am such a, a freak with the, like, like such a nerd with theme parks that everything you've said, there's been about 12 facts per sentence that I want to go <laughs> and say, so you need to just stop me. <laughs> <laughs> you need to keep me on track. <laughs> um, should I just jump in? Yeah. Today? All right, here we Sounds go. great. All right. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, Disney California Adventure, or DCA for short, or Disney California Adventure Park for long, <laughs> is, is one of the 12 Disney theme parks around the world and was the second part built at the Disneyland Resort, the site of the original Disneyland Park in Anaheim. Opened in February of 2001 in an area that originally housed the Disneyland Car Park. The 72-acre park is themed after the history and culture of the state of California. Located in California and an hour's drive from tourist attractions like Hollywood and Santa Monica Pier, the park has a number of different California-themed lands, evoking iconic locations like Hollywood and the Santa Monica Pier. (laughs) 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 When you can go to the real one in less than an hour. Literally an hour. It's a very special place. (laughs) That is... Because, like, when you go to, like, Las Vegas and they have, like, you know, the Venetian, which is the Venice scene. Honestly, yeah. that's a long, that's a big trip. It's, 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 it's a phenomenal, it's a phenomenal place. Uh, they've, they've since, like, plussed it up, which, which I'll talk to a little bit. But, um, yeah, it's literally like a Las Vegas-themed <laughs> casino <laughs> in Las Vegas. <laughs> uh, DCA, for some reason, was not a success when it first mm-hmm. opened. And today we're going to investigate why. Ooh. That's fun. That's great. Yeah, so this is this is after Walt had passed on. So yeah. it's sort of like, you know, Apple products since uh, 
yeah. the Apple Bill Gates. Yeah, this is literally is. this God. is literally the uh, the iPad yeah. of theme parks. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, oh, I don't think that's what he wanted. <laughs> Are we sure? Did he write anything down specifically? Okay, yeah, oh, great. It's pretty close, I guess. Um, Before we launch into the story, I think some context and key terms might help. (laughs) A lot of people think that Disney theme parks around the world are directly themed to the brand of Disney in the way that Warner Brothers Movie World on the Gold Coast or Universal Studios is. Mm. While this is largely true now, that wasn't always the case. The first Disneyland in Anaheim, as you would know if you've listened to Matt's episode, was more the singular vision of Walt Disney himself. He did use various characters and films for ride themes and meet and greets, but the majority of the park was its own experience, taking you to the future in Tomorrowland, the Wild West in Frontierland, or a vague Orientalist splend of Africa, Southeast Asia and the Middle East in uh, <laughs> Adventureland. The idea was that a lot of people have... Uh, Uh, The idea that a lot of people have of a bunch of theme parks with a castle in the middle and then a lot of Disney princesses and rides is only half the story. For example, Walt Disney World in Florida has four theme parks on its property, all with different themes and layouts. This is... I'm, I'm holding back here. Wait, this. so which, which one was that? That was the Florida, Florida one. one yeah. So that's, that's the Disney, Florida. Disney World, is it? Yes, yes. Or Orlando. Oh, no, there's an Orlando one as well, isn't there? So, no, Orlando, Florida. And oh. this is, this is uh, where I always come unstuck and this is really where I came unstuck. I was like, as I was writing this report, I was, I was sort of hit for about an hour of like, I need to remember, I'm a big nerd about this stuff, that the people listening are going to ask that very question of what's the difference between Disneyland and Disney World? That's where I've got to start from. Right. That's always confused me. And, yes. yeah, I, I do remember that Orlando's one, California's the classic one. Yeah. yeah. Which so, is like in, yeah, outside of LA somewhere. It's about an hour out of LA is Disneyland. Yeah. Right, uh, that's Anaheim. And that's yeah. in Anaheim, yeah. an hour out of California. And that's near the studio, that's how you think of it. And then... Basically what happened was everyone was like, we need one on the East Coast, we need one on the East Coast. So they made Walt Disney World right. on, the, on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And the way to remember that is it's bigger, world is bigger than land. Also, <laughs> also, <laughs> when Walt Disney died, they named it Walt Disney World as opposed to Disneyland. Oh, okay. So Walt World. Yeah, yeah right, nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, you can just not be a nerd. <laughs> Well, it's an interesting option. <laughs> One we will not be confusing. No, we decline. <laughs> uh, the parks are created, designed and constructed by Walt Disney Imagineering, which is the research and development arm of the Walt Disney Company. Yeah, I told you I'd go deep. Originally known as Wed Enterprise from the initials Walter Elias Disney, the arm was renamed to reflect the employees who were originally known as uh, Imagineers, a portmanteau of engineer and imagination. Oh, that's fantastic. I so, like that. But before that, they were known, it was known as Wet Industries. Yeah. Wed. 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 Oh, Wed. But I also heard Wet and I, I was thinking that it sounded like a porn. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> I can't imagine a group of engineers that design Snow White rides uh, is the sort of pornography I want to watch. No, thank you. Well, no, thank you. everyone's got their niche, Zach, so. <laughs> <laughs> Imagineers is a great job title. 
Isn't it? I'd love it's to drop that of, at a dinner party. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's awesome or awful. It's, it's a bit of both, It's yeah. somewhere in, in the middle it, there. The problem, I think, is that it, because anyone that works there is an Imagineer, so there are Imagineers, so it sounds <laughs> so whimsical. Yeah. When I hear Imagineer, I imagine someone who just designs these, like, but, like, the people in charge of land acquisition are Imagineers. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> the people yeah. in charge of, like, <laughs> crowd control. Yeah, it's less fun. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit. I remember I met an Imagineer <laughs> once and I was like, oh, Oh my god! <laughs> oh, this is the coolest thing ever. And yeah, I think he was like like in finance or something. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. he's in sanitation. You're <laughs> like, look, that is important, but it's, yeah. it's less it's, fun. It sounds mystical and magical, but you need to remember half of the word is engineer. So. Yes, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, uh, this is overseen by a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, Disney Parks Experience and Products Inc., formerly known as Walt Disney Parks and Resorts Worldwide. Now, the reason why that's relevant is they are the suits. Oh, uh, yep. The Imagineers, wonderful, beautiful, blue sky. Hmm. Those guys, nah, boo. <laughs> <laughs> Take boo. down the suit, Zach. Yeah, yeah, boo. They give, they, yeah, boo. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so where does the story of DCA begin? If you're an effective storyteller that is able to conduce stories down for a first-time listener, probably around the mid-90s. But if you're a big nerd like me, <laughs> then the story begins on December 15, 1966. <laughs> the oh. day... <laughs> you know, 1966, that's the year that uh, my football team, the Saints, won their one and only premiership. I'm so sorry about there this. Sorry, Sorry, Are you seriously apologising to, yeah. a, to a man who's making you listen to f- oh. facts about Imagineers? <laughs> this is my payback. This I grew up in a rural town, so I he- heard a lot about football and I had to smile politely and nod. When, all you wanted to do was talk about magical lands. That's it. That's it. This is now I make people listen to me talk about the same <laughs> level of boring. We did a bonus episode recently where Jess told us about uh, a, a smaller theme park in New Jersey called Adventureland. Have you heard of that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Adventureland. That's the one. Is that Action the one park? that... It's Action Park. Oh, what did I say? Adventureland. What the fuck is that? <laughs> there is, well, Action I just said Adventureland. It's a part of Disneyland. <laughs> oh, that's what I've done. It's actually like, yeah, I know Adventureland. <laughs> um, but no, Action Park is yeah. amazing. I, I, it's a phenomenal story. Yeah. Just the yes. complete lack of... Anything. Anything. People yeah. died in Action oh, Land, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, because yeah. they didn't have Imagineers. Yeah. Yes. That was their downfall. They, they had, had a lot of imagination. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not and a enough lot on of the engineering. Teenagers <laughs> in uh, in um, high up roles. Yeah, drunk yeah. teenagers. Drunk in teenagers high. in management yeah. positions. Didn't oh, sound like they consulted out. a single engineer, actually. No, they didn't. No. It's uh, when you're when you're a big Disney nerd or like theme park nerd specifically, you end up watching a lot of videos that are like this, where they're basically like, and then they designed the ride, which was lots of fun, and then it takes this turn, and it's like, but then someone died. <laughs> <on> the <ride. laughs> and you're, like, you, you're watching it like, oh, <laughs> I got into this because it brings me joy, <laughs> and here I am watching a video about someone being crushed. Yeah, this oh. is very sad. It's not great. <laughs> Um, where was I? December 1966. And that date, can anyone guess what happened on that date? Um, That's when Disneyland opened. No, that was 55. Did they... It's like 55, wow. Did they buy the land for the car park or something like that? No, no, they already had the land to the car park. Well, I'll tell you um, exactly what I just criticised. That was the date that American entrepreneur... 
visionary and union buster Walt Disney passed away at the age of 65. Oh, He yes. died in 66. Wow. Yeah, he died not long after. He was planning Walt Disney World, which I would say is a very good episode. The original Epcot is a very good episode for you guys. <laughs> he was planning it, but then he passed away. Right. Yeah. I also mentioned uh, Union Buster as a bit of a gag. He, he had some bad parts. So, <laughs> what, what, When you say, what's Epcot? So Epcot is, and this is the problem here, and this is why this podcast is going to go for five hours and I'm so sorry. <laughs> Epcot is, it, it currently is the second park at Walt Disney World. So there's four theme parks there. But originally what it was going to be was he wanted to build an entire city with people that lived there, people that worked there, and it was going to be like a model city, like the idea that you would come look at the city and see the potential for what humanity could be. And then he passed away and apparently that day uh, someone came into the office of his brother and said, so what are we doing about Epcot? And his brother said, mate, Walt's dead. We're making we're making a theme park. <laughs> we're we're doing a theme park. Like um, it, it was a great idea. It was a really cool idea, what but it was it only for? he could do it. Epcot. Epcot experimental prototype community of tomorrow. Oh wow! Well done, sir. Thank you. Yeah, good job. And it's, it's the nice. one that has the thing that looks like the giant golf ball, right? So now it does. Yeah. So so in the eighties, they were like, all right, let's have a crack at Epcot, but. The problem is with someone like Walt Disney, you've got to remember like when he made an animated film, no no one except for some randoms in Europe had made a feature-length animated film. When he made a theme park, theme parks didn't exist. Yeah. He he had ideas and he pushed into new – like he, he was a visionary. He was yeah. the true Imagineer. Yes, <laughs> yes. Wow. The true Imagineer. Hmm. He was a he was a Steve Jobs. He was that kind of guy. Yeah. Steve Jobs. Mm. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> We're doing well today, are we? <laughs> or, as Matt, or as Matt knows him, the Apple Bill Gates guy. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Apple Bill Gates guy. Um, but he um, he had the vision, and it basically was just one of those things where. He was always pushing what Disney was. When he wanted to do a theme park, everyone was like, we're an animation company. And now you couldn't imagine a Disney that doesn't do theme parks. So if he had stayed around for another 10 years, who knows? Maybe Disney would be, we would, when we think of Disney, we would think of um, cartoons, theme parks and futuristic cities. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Um, But we never know. And and I think it was probably smart of them to not. Until they thaw him out. Yeah, any day Well, actually, now. that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you did it. I was going to have to otherwise just to save the tweets. Um, um, actually, that's actually a Actually, um, actually, um, uh, <laughs> any final joy you have around this concept, I'm going to throw some facts at you. <laughs> um So like Apple after it, the company fell into the trap that many do after the death of their visionary leaders, a combination of nepotism and inertia. After a decade of little innovation and forward thinking, the Walt Disney Company was in trouble. After a corporate takeover attempt in the early 80s that would have absolutely decimated the company, shareholders Sid Bass and Roy E. Disney, so Disney's brother, brought in Michael Eisner as CEO and chairman and former Warner Brothers chief Frank Wells as president to replace Ron W. Miller in 1984 and strengthen the company. Eisner was exactly what the company needed. A former executive at Paramount, he had vision and drive and would engage creatively in a way CEOs hadn't in years. 
as a like a little aside, a little side thing, they got trapped in there was a phrase that they would say in the offices, which was what would Walt do? And they got trapped by that. They became completely trapped by this idea of what would Walt do? Because what happened was they would go, what would Walt do? And what they landed on was things he had done in the 40s, 30s, 50s. Yeah. And what Walt would have done was always push forward, right, but always they were like, change. Let's make Cinderella again. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've done that nine times. Cinderella we'll two. <laughs> what Walt would do now is do a corporate takeover. He's <laughs> 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 become a multinational conglomerate with no soul. <laughs> so they were doing what Walt did do, not what Walt would, would do. do. Yeah. That's very good. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Well, well said, Matt. Well said. I'm really struggling point? with being the straight guy. Normally I'm the one that brings these down, but I'm like, no, back to the report. <laughs> Go get back to that report. <laughs> All right. Um, so Eisner oversaw what was known as the Disney Renaissance or the Disney Decade. Our generation would know it for its films, The Little Mermaid, Lion King, Tarzan, Mulan, etc., etc. But he also drove a revitalization of the park. The idea of stepping into the movies was introduced. Uh, Through deals with George Lucas, he pushed the creation of several iconic rides. He also introduced a third and eventually a fourth park to Walt Disney World and started plans on Euro Disney, an hour's drive from Paris. Mm. Under Eisner's tenure... Uh, through the addition of the two theme parks, another water park, multiple hotels and a revitalised shopping and dining district known as Downtown Disney. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I go to Disneyland for, the shopping. Yeah. Yeah. I, go there, I, mean? I go there for the food court. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love it's the out best there. food court. Yeah, the best Chinese I've ever had. Yeah. Fantastic. Chats in the fashion capital can suck a fuck in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's Disneyland or bust for me. I can Im- imagine it would be it'd be pretty brutal being visiting like the offices of Disney the way they talk like some of the t- these terms would just be so hard to be around it all the time just the imagineers and the, oh yeah everything's sort of fluffy and bullshit <laughs> But also they're just making downtown money. Downtown Disney. Yeah. Downtown Disney. <laughs> Let's head to downtown Disney for a lunch. I, re- I have a suspicion though that that sort of stuff is very like it's either right at the end someone puts it on in the marketing right. department or it's right at the start it's the blue sky Imagineers. I reckon the people in the parks and resorts are just like numbers, figures, spreadsheets, money, money, money. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon I think Surely. people imagine it to be like, oh, a magical place <laughs> of joy and wonder and I reckon Bob Iger is just like, nah. No. Make me more money, please. <laughs> you guys need to make me more money and yeah. uh, you can do it however the way however way you wish. As long as there's more money. <laughs> if it's magical and whimsical, uh, if that gets us 0.1% more, then <laughs> sick if not. <laughs> yeah, but that, yeah, they don't have spreadsheets and calculations. They call them whimsic calculations. <laughs> they call, yeah, everything is a portmanteau with yeah. imagination. So it's imaginators. Yeah. Imaginators, that's it. Yes. Uh, Walt Disney World went from a one- or two-day expedition on your trip to Florida to a multi-day experience. Walt Disney World became the destination itself. With people spending their entire trip inside the gates, they even introduced Disney's Magical Express, a free bus service from Orlando Airport. So that was the thinking. It was like, let's turn this place into one. Yeah, this is your holiday. It's not a day on your holiday. It's This is it. You come yeah. here for many, 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 many days. You give us many, many dollars. <laughs> then you go away. 
they secede from the United States, form their own <laughs> country. You get a passport. Do you, do you, here's a fun little fact. Uh, they, they, they kind of, not, not, not seceded, <laughs> but they are their own uh, city, city like council. Wow. So they wow. Um, literally. Councilors. <laughs> Councilors, they literally they have their own fire department, their own police department. They have people that live there who are on the payroll, um, and essentially, it's its own county. The, That's the, nuts. Disney, Walt Disney World is its own because it was going to be a city because yeah, they were going to yep. do that, and they've just held on to it. So, so there's it means, Disney police. There's Disney police. Do they have big gloves like Mickey Mouse hands? That's yes, what I'm I believe imagining. so. That, look, I don't know, but I'm going to assume yes. yes. <laughs> I'm going to assume that they do, yes. Um, yeah, and like so it means as well that in Walt Disney World they, they have Orlando um, uh, Universal down the, down the road. Yeah. Orlando Universal, if ever they build anything new, if ever they build anything tall, they have to check with the council. Disneyland can just do it because they are the council. Wow. So... That's incredible. Yeah, it's pretty full on. Yeah. It's pretty weird. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a little bit weird and maybe maybe capitalism had already gone too far by the <laughs> 60s. Uh, it wasn't long before the top brass turned their attention to the original park, Disneyland in California. Research had shown that most attendees were only spending one day at the park. <gasps> To most normal people, this is a reasonable amount of time to spend at a theme park. <laughs> but to people like me and to Eisner and Co, this was millions of dollars that weren't being spent in accommodation, dining and multi-day tickets. But there was a problem. The Walt Disney Company didn't own much land there. As, as it was Walt's first park, he underestimated the number of uh, cheap motels, diners, convention centres and IHOPs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that would pop pop up around the park. What's an IHOP? International IHOP. House of Pancakes. Oh right. Oh, it doesn't sound like a pancake place. I, I assumed it was a clothing store. No, it's a yeah. For some reason. It, it, well, I mean, I was eight, but I remember it sort of like a diner kind of layout. Right. I like pancakes. Pancakes. International House of Pancakes. So it's pretty fancy. Oh yeah. Do you, do you remember when they changed? Maybe maybe you don't. I was I think I was there at the time, but they changed their name from IHOP to IHOB for a <laughs> uh, promotional period, uh, just because they started doing burgers. So their marketing team <laughs> like uh, let's just call it the International House of Burgers, and and it was this fun little idea. They even changed the signage on a couple of stores and changed their Twitter handle, and then for the next two weeks. Their poor social media team had to comment uh, on every single tweet that was like, why, why aren't you doing pancakes anymore? <laughs> <laughs> it was just like just tweet after tweet. We are still doing our uh, pancakes that you know and love yeah. us for. <laughs> but we've decided we've uh, just for a bit of fun. <laughs> this is just a fun burgers. marketing campaign yeah. uh, to uh, talk about our new range of burgers. No worries. We'll be back to iHealth <laughs> soon enough. <laughs> just like, oh, people are the worst. <laughs> Uh, Hoping to cash in uh, on the cool new concept. Unlike Walt Disney World, where the company had bought parcels of land approximately twice the size of Manhattan. So so for context, that's why they have four theme parks. There's still just like huge chunks of land and every other park is just big chunks of land because it's easier to just buy it straight away. 
Uh, every inch of the land owned by the company u- was used by either Disneyland or the adjacent car park. And any attempts to buy property would immediately drive the price up because people would go, oh, Disney's buying, clearly they need my IHOP too, so I'll just charge them heaps. The decision was made to build the new park on the site of that said car park. The next challenge, what to build. In 1991, they announced their plans for Westcott, an incredible vision. It was a th- themed around a utopian vision of the future, similar to Epcot Center at Walt Disney World. And it was planned to be the first Disney theme park to contain hotels within the park. With various lands themed to different countries, each would feature a hotel. Uh, it would need a significant land purchases and would cost something in the range of $3 billion. Wow. Which is a lot of money, but for a company like Disney, yeah. not it's so like much. It's like pocket change. Or so we thought. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, drama. Yeah, no, they just went into some money problems. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Eisner's successes uh, in the late 80s were starting to crack and the Disney Renaissance was starting to look a lot more like the Disney Dark Ages. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm really proud of that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank wow, you. Beautiful. <laughs> a, a number of high-profile failures such as Euro Disney and announcements and then retractions of such concepts as Port Disney and Disney's America, to name a few, meant that Disney was in big financial trouble. Oh, was Euro Disney a failure? Initially, yes. Right. It was. I was very close to talking about that because it was so similar in its failings to to Walt to Disneyland. Oh, oh right. It, there's like a real synergy in that they they finished it and it was beautiful. It was like perfect uh, because they were like, well, far out. We're in Europe. You know, in America, a fake palace castle in the middle middle of your yeah. theme park is kind of cool, but you can see the real <laughs> yeah. Notre yeah. Dame up the road. Yeah. Um, so they went all in. They spent heaps of money. They made it really, really beautiful. And um, everyone in Europe was like, fuck, fuck you. <laughs> they picked Paris. Like they picked yeah. France. Yeah. Like f- the French are not famously welcoming of American culture. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, like we're just going to take up a really big bit of your land. <laughs> like uh, England would have been like, yeah, bring it in. We love it. Yeah. But like, no, they were they were really mad. And even just down to in terms of cultural, appro- like uh, cultural imperialism, um, Euro Disney was a name devised by the Americans. Euro in Europe ju- is just like like finance. It's the euro. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's yeah. a financial so it's like term. Money world. It's literally like <laughs> calling your place Dollar Disney. Yeah. Like, Come like... and spend your money and make us fat cats even richer. <laughs> yeah, right. So they just they, it just didn't work, and it's it's quite famously. It, it was really beautiful. It's starting to get run down. It's kind of famously the least impressive park after yeah. Hong Kong and DCA. Oh. Yeah. <gasps> bit of fun. I've oh. been to the Paris one, but I don't remember thinking it was a bit shit. Maybe it's because I felt quite sick after going on Space Mountain, even though my tummy doesn't like rides. Oh. <laughs> That's, but yeah, I no, did I it. Yeah. I, lo- I, I, lo- like, I would love it. That's the biggest problem with becoming a nerd about something is like you would know with your football. You spend more time being mad at your team yeah. than you do just being like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love this. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I love this. Why are you shutting that ride down? <laughs> yeah. And you've got to kind of check yourself and be like, oh, we're talking about a pretend ride place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm struggling to keep up with all the names. So DCA, which one's that again? That's what This is This is the about. main one. This yeah, is Disney California Adventure. Oh, that's right. So this is one across the road from the original Disney. Yeah. This is... 
in car theory, park what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So D- DCA is Disney California Adventure, right. which is it, which is what they're about to come up with. Yeah. But at the moment, it's like car park land or something. It's yeah. It's a place where you park your cars. <laughs> oh, wow. Imagine okay. that. Imagine. 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 <laughs> uh, what 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 Walt would have done? Park his car. Park his car. He famously parked it so good. <laughs> he was a good parker. <laughs> the budget of three billion was dropped down to six hundred million. Oof. Which sounds like a lot. Yeah, it's a big drop. It's a big drop. And for context, uh, the recent Star Wars themed land, Galaxy's Edge, which was just a land in Disneyland, cost over a billion dollars. Wow. Because you've got to think it's like there's safety precautions, mm. it's theming. So six hundred million is like a very, very small amount for an entire park. They did save a lot of money though by combining the imagination people and the engineers. Yeah. So they down they sort of halved their workforce. <laughs> yeah. Right? They got rid of half their engineers and half their imaginators. It's and a then... little it's a little tough because of COVID because they have halved their workforce in the last oh, few months. Fuck. So ooh. <laughs> yeah, COVID would not be good for Theme parks. Theme parks. No. One of my favourite tweets, I wish I could like credit this to someone. Um, it's probably bad to quote a tweet you can't credit, but there's someone going, I used to um, watch the Jurassic Park films and think that's that's absolutely ludicrous. <laughs> Why would you keep opening the parks with people dying and then this happens? Because <laughs> <laughs> they've opened Walt Disney World. They're like, just try to stay away from each other on the ride. <laughs> just spread out on the lines, okay? <laughs> I love the idea of people being like, I will... Not let the death of thousands get in the way of my going on Space Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> like I love theme parks, but I'm I'd like my nana more. So, <laughs> uh, so I I, well, that's actually starting to sound like you don't really love theme parks. Yeah. Oh, no, is that the choice? Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's theme parks or nana. <laughs> yeah, from from nana. Hey, <laughs> good choice. Thank you so yeah, much. Disagree. Um, Eisner scrapped the Westcott idea and took 30 of Disney's top executives for a three-day retreat to Aspen, Colorado. (laughs) There's a lot of coke done at this retreat. (laughs) So much coke. I just love how... How shit that sounds. The idea of like, ooh, magic, wonder, 30 executives on a (laughs) corporate retreat to Aspen, Colorado. At the end of that three-day retreat, the idea of a California-themed park had been locked in. (laughs) The most magical of all the states. How many ideas were on the whiteboard before they got to that? (sighs) Yeah, a lot. I imagine a great deal. <laughs> we should have a Melbourne-themed theme park in Melbourne, though. Great. I think Luna Park is a little bit too broad. Yeah, I'd know? love to see a small Rialto. Yes, and I'd love, I'd love the scale. Like their food court would be a, like a laneway. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Fun. That is fun. Oh, so that'd be fun. <laughs> it's, it's literally like instead of Sovereign Hill in Ballarat, so Sovereign Hill. You've got international listeners, I mm. should explain. Sovereign Hill is like a little outdoor museum that evokes uh, the gold rush era of, yep. of Ballarat, a city just out of Melbourne. It would be like Ballarat land yeah. in Ballarat <laughs> and just like it's Ballarat now. Yeah. <laughs> Come to Ballarat, see a smaller version <laughs> of, of Ballarat. Street. <laughs> <laughs> <Sturt> Street. <laughs> um, 
There's many reports about the blue sky meetings that happened on that retreat, but the main reasoning that is given is that surveys found that tourists that came for one day were then spending many other days seeing attractions in California. How dare they? <laughs> the thinking was to give them those attractions in one part. Yeah, <laughs> fucked. It's such How funny good is logic. It? It's the most like corporate <laughs> logic. It's like we're going to lock the Imagineers out and we're going we're gonna to make yeah. this decision. How good is it? It's Oh, so good. <laughs> so good. They keep going on these one-day trips where they fly over the Grand Canyon. But what do we have? A smaller Grand Canyon. <laughs> Essentially, it's a it's a hole. Yeah, it's a ho- <laughs> not not that big, admittedly. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the first time I went to Disneyland. In Disneyland from the sixties, they have a New Orleans Square. I don't know if you remember that from yeah. when you were eight, but you probably don't because you're not. A nerd like me. (laughs) But they have a New Orleans Square and I remember thinking that was so funny when I was there. I was there for the first time. I thought, isn't that funny that like in the 60s, the idea of a theme park is to take you to other places and in the 60s it was exciting to go this is what's on the other side of America because most people didn't go there. Mm. And I thought that was funny because I thought that would be like having a little Perth (laughs) Perth square at Luna Park, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Like that that was funny to me and I love (laughs) that 30 years later they thought let's just do what you're in but smaller. Yeah. It's amazing. That's nuts. It's literally the stupidest thing. (laughs) (laughs) And I love it and I hate it. It's so, it's just, it's, you know, when you, you get so far up your own ass, as like in business or whatever, you forget that like, no, like consumers are just like you. They think like you. Yeah. Like, it's like, yes, the consumer will want this. It's like, yeah. do you want this? Yeah. Like, no. Would you go to that? <laughs> God, no. Um, it was a good idea in theory and Disney was pumped. <laughs> <laughs> On January 14, uh, a Los Angeles Times at uh, the Los Angeles Times published an article titled "The Most Jam-Packed Theme Park on Earth?" Question <laughs> mark. <laughs> and here's the quote: Senior Disney officials acknowledge that there will be days when California Adventure will have to turn patrons away, <laughs> particularly in the first weeks after the park opens. Uh, obviously, they had learnt their lessons from uh, opening day of yeah. of uh, Disneyland, where it was so swamped. They had. To, I'm assuming you remember this report you did five yeah, years I ago. Re- <laughs> I know. I remember it pretty well. I mean, I yeah, I forgot that it was 55. Not, uh, not 66. But, wow, it's uh, a shame. But part of the problem was that people yeah, they printed their own tickets. Printed their own right? tickets. That's right. Yeah, forged tickets. The, it was so hot that the roads hadn't set properly and they melted and people's feet were sinking into the footpaths. They didn't what? have enough toilets they yet. They had to paint the grass green <laughs> in certain areas. It's just like apparently Tomorrowland was just like a like an exhibition for Monsanto. That's <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's, uh, they, I, were, they, they did have w- weeds that were growing. They put little fences around and put Latin names to make it look like they were there on purpose. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. There's a there's a ride now in Disneyland that's uh, it was it's a mountain. It's a fake mountain. It's called the Matterhorn Bobsleds. And before that was before it was that it was just a hill, and they were like, "It's a hill." (laughs) 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 And that hill was just what they dug up to make a pond next to it. They were just like, Um, (laughs) "This is what we got from Grand Canyon." (laughs) So, uh, because of that, every opening since 
is famous that they've overestimated. They thought Disney, Paris Disneyland, they were like, stay back, don't come. <laughs> yeah, don't, Star Wars we don't land. Want you. They locked out like pass holders. They were like, don't come, it's going to be busy. And now every single opening in Disney, Disney's history since then has been, oh, there's only like five people here. <laughs> so, you know. Hey, Zach, are you one of those five people? <laughs> no. Do you know? No. No, I'm a big like I'm a big nerd for this stuff, but I like to wait until it's settled. And also, I'm ne- I I like the magic of going to these places. So, I was I used to think, "Oh, if I ever lived in LA, I would go every weekend." And then I did. I lived there for like 6 months for for the Netflix show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Available now on Netflix. Um, or and possibly in 7 hours. <laughs> Haven't we been talking for about 7 hours I think so. <laughs> Get to it. But um but they uh but I only went I went for 3 days Michael Eisner's dream was achieved. Um, <laughs> I went for 3 days. I went on another like on a work trip funnily enough. That's a whole other story. Um but I didn't go lots and lots and lots cuz then it becomes like a shopping mall then it loses yeah. its magic yeah. you know so i actually don't go that regularly is it it's like I, I was was it the simpsons that had like a it's new year's eve every 10 minutes or something yeah every 15 <laughs> sort of loses its specialness if you do it that often <laughs> that's pro- probably based on disney springs <laughs> uh, no what uh, disney springs or downtown disney whatever it was called then did new year's eve every night oh, right. under the eisner era <laughs> oh, <that's so laughs> like, i wish i was dead <laughs> <laughs> Uh, executives and Imagineers were so confident of DCA's success that they even had plans to add a new drop tower attraction to Disneyland because they were worried that too many guests would be spending all their time at Disney California. Oh, Adventure. right, you got to pimp up Disneyland uh, a bit. They were oh like, they God. were already it's, making plans. Oh, that's it's so going to take away from Disneyland. We're actually going to ruin our other business. So. <laughs> No, you've ruined both because now where the fuck do people park? Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, did they think of that? Yeah, that's a good that's, question. That's something they didn't really consider. We're going to be packed out but uh, people will walk from now on. <laughs> <laughs> we have built over the entire car park. Yeah. Yeah. No, they've got a bus directly from Orlando Airport. <laughs> it's across so you America. To, you have to go park at the, uh, at the airport. <laughs> um, it, it is very funny now. Like the car parks there are too far away. Like you have to walk a long way. It's like oh, I'm quite tired now <laughs> <laughs> by the time I get there. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. Upload video content, organize your video library and showcase your content on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. (laughs) Cha-ching! 
<laughs> you can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence, so check this out. Generate instant, personalised results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. Squarespace AI... Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also not just write it, but read it too. (laughs) And edit it. (laughs) Hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music, or eBooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. (laughs) (laughs) And you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Um, hey, and good news, guys. We're getting into rough dot point territory now. Yeah. So uh, the park opened in early 2001. And let me talk you through some of what it was. Uh, the park's entrance was a three-dimensional representation of a picture postcard of California. California, California. You walked past giant letters spelling California alongside a large ceramic mural representing California stuff. <laughs> you walked under a dodgy fake Golden Great Bridge before revealing a large tacky golden statue representing the sun. Walt Disney Imagineer... One of ca- California's <laughs> biggest landmarks. Yeah. Some people love the sun. <laughs> is it, are they the Sunshine State or something? They, they, I believe they are and, and, and it is very sunny. The, the issue with a big statue of the sun is there is also the real sun when you're in a theme park. <laughs> So, you know, that's kind of the thing. (laughs) We can get that for free just down the road. Uh, Walt Disney Imagineer Kevin Rafferty described described it as something that, frankly, you could have seen that at a shopping mall in Newport Beach. It's like, why is that here? (laughs) They were very bitter. The park was not successful for a number of reasons and a lot of people have analysed why since. I've just made a little list of them. (laughs) I didn't want to do the whole thing because I was getting a little over, over, over zealous. <laughs> the California theme, obviously. Mm-hmm. On opening day of Disneyland, Walt read an opening dedication that featured the words, here age relives fond memories of the past and here youth may savour the challenge and promise of the future. The vision for these parks was to literally transport guests to different times and places and this, this park was recreating things down the road. <laughs> On top of this, a significant proportion of guests are locals and pass holders. Unlike Walt Disney World, Disneyland was and still is largely a local park. So just for context, I'll come back to when I lived in LA. I was living in Hollywood. I was living around the corner from the Chinese theatre from like Hollywood Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 you know, you stress sometimes, you're living there, you, that's where you buy your groceries. I then went to Disneyland as like a weekend away escape and they have a recreation <laughs> <laughs> of Hollywood Boulevard. They have your supermarket there. <laughs> I was like, why is there not a why Same is people there not working a there? It's very <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's, it's, it's literally insane. Uh, the other reason is 9-11. Um, that stopped international travel. Oh, it got in the way. Same year. Yeah. So what, what 
month was it opening? It opened in February. Yeah, okay, yeah. So that had a little run. They had a little in a run. In pre nine eleven world. And then and uh, everything changed. And then and then everything changed. International travel went out the window. Domestic travel went out the window. It was at the time one of the three times Disneyland had closed. It was bec- the, immediately after nine eleven. They were like. This might be a target. Let's shut it down, work it out. Wow. So it shut for, I think, two days after that. Which wow. At the time it was, I think it had shut down then when JFK died and there was one other, like after an earthquake. And now it's been closed for like six months. Yeah, wow. But at the time that was one of the few reasons it had shut down. Number three is a lack of a berm. Now, according to WDWinfo.com, the berm is a dirt wall that surrounds many Disney parks, particularly castle parks such as the Magic Kingdom or Disneyland, with the goal of visually separating the outside world from one of from the one of fantasy and adventure within. This, this, I'll say, this is seemingly very niche, but um, when there's literally a suburb and IHOPs just outside, it's actually subconsciously very important. On multiple attractions at, uh, at, Dis- at Disney California Adventure, nearby hotels, power lines, radio towers and the Anaheim Convention Centre are all visible to guests, <laughs> reducing the sense of immersion. Uh, the other reason is just like the lack of Disney magic. There's an ad that you can watch for when it opened and it's uh, Woody, Woody and Buzz looking at Disney California Adventure and the princess, they're like, what is this new place? And in it, they're saying, are there rides? They're like, yeah. And then in it, the uh, princesses say, are there princes? And they go, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> No, just it's weird. Uh, number five. <laughs> Who scripted that? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. He goes no, but there is a big grizzly bear. It's like, well, oh, that's okay. not as good as a something prince. for everyone. <laughs> Uh, number five, the head of the parks, Paul Pressler, who by all accounts was a corporate stooge, <laughs> relied on merchandising and retail staff instead of Imagineers to design the bulk of the park. This led to the park having a, seri- a serious lack of rides compared to retail experiences and a lot of the rides that were there were off the shelf. Uh, some of the attractions were Soarin' Over California. That was the one unquestionable hit of the park. Um, it's a motion flight simulator that employs a mechanical lift system, a projection, artificial sense and wind to simulate hang gliding over the best sites of California, which is a thrilling experience. <laughs> Um, Superstar Limo, which is a slow limo drive through California, no. Los Angeles. Yes. <laughs> you could just get a little limo ride. The best part is of that, I, I'll actually. <laughs> That's great. This is the best one because um, the line was a recreation of LAX. So the idea of the story is you land in LAX and then you go on a. Oh, oh my God. Because on The Simpsons they parody theme parks and they have the line simulator. That is basically what they're doing there. Literally. It's the, the airport line simulator. LAX, for anyone who's been there, is the worst airport in the world. The idea that in a theme park <laughs> they're recreating the worst theme park in the world, the worst place, the, the yeah. airport in the world, and then you, what happens then is you then get into a limo and ride around and there's like celebrity audio animatronics of such early 2000s celebrities as Drew Carey, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, <laughs> the host of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. <laughs> and originally it was going to be... Eddie McGuire. 
That's great. And he's just saying some crook shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and originally it was going to be like a high speed thing to get to a premiere, but uh, they were designing the ride in 1998. Um, uh, they were pretty close to finishing high speed limousine mm-hmm. 1998. Yep. Princess Diana yep. oh. died in a crash yes. from that. So then their alternative rather than scrapping the ride was to just make it a slow ride. <laughs> That's uh, what you I do remember when in 97 when Diana died, everything changed. Everything changed. Everything changed. This is uh, the, the two biggest moments. I love that the two biggest, most traumatic moments in sort of that, that period in history um, negatively affected a theme park in California. Yeah. And that's like why, that's the context I'm giving it. <laughs> and my personal favourite, the sourdough tour. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? I was just going to throw that. Would you like to hear about the sourdough yes. tour? So um, it was a tour where they talked to you about the sourdough and how they make sourdough <laughs> and the history of sourdough. Um, and then at the end you could have some sourdough. <laughs> this is not what I picture a Disney park to be like. No, no, you could argue that it's a bit shit. Um, the best part is it's um, I think Colin Mockery or so, it was someone from uh, from that show, from the improv. Who's line? Who's line? And uh, Rosie O'Donnell, I believe, just video of them going, come on, let's teach you about sourdough <laughs> cracking jokes. Um, I mean, that does, it sounds like it could be all right, but it's not a Disney No, ride. no, and also it's not. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about that that sounds kind of well, you get a amazing. Free, you get a free slice of sourdough. Yum. Wow. You get to see them making the sourdough. <laughs> I, I love bread. I love bread. I love eating bread. Love a sourdough. Absolutely. It feels like a lot of tension would be built up when they're talking about bread. I'm just mm. like, man, I can't wait to eat some of this bread. You get to see some of the bread. Yeah. All the different see, stages of bread. I mean, you can make jokes, but that sounds like an experience. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it really is, It really is. Um, I think, the clearest distillation of what happens when you get the retail and yeah. dining people to create an attraction. <laughs> yeah. They have you walk through a kitchen and look at sourdough that You've you can then buy. A really bitter baker who's like, everyone eats the sourdough, but nobody asks how you make the sourdough. <laughs> <laughs> or like when they were having that those blue skies and... Colorado, like one morning, one of them just got a fresh hot slice of sourdough and just went, this is it. This Imagine. is it. This is it. This How do they it. do it, though? This is going in. Let's open, let's pull back that curtain. <laughs> yeah. Tell them the story. Have you ever been to Victoria's sort of Disneyland um, alternative? Victoria. The Ned Kelly Light and Sound Show in Glen Rowan? No. You haven't been, you got to no. get, you love theme parks. I mean, it's. Oh my goodness! It's a bit smaller, but it's all it's all animatronics. I love and like pre-recorded gunshots. Been, and it was built like decades ago, and it hasn't changed since. Wow! I love that. Yeah, if you're ever driving, if you ever drive in Melbourne or Sydney, it's not too far off the path. That's amazing. You, should, you really should drop into yourself a favour. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I really then it all fell apart here in my. I, I need to be full disclosure. Yeah, my uh, my piece, my written piece, kind of fell apart at this point um, because I went into maybe a little too much detail up top, <laughs> which we could argue is fair. This is a, we, we know this is all in your heart and in your mind already. Just let it spew forth. Yeah, all right, it's then. fine. All right then. We are fascinated. It did very, very 
badly. <laughs> no. Get out of it town. It did very, very badly. But they pretty much started getting to work straight away fixing the problems. It became one of those moments where $600 million is like a lot of money to spend but... It's also not... It's also not. Yeah. And if you spend $600 million on something, uh, you, you, or if you don't spend enough money, you're going to lose more money than if you spend the right amount of money, if that makes sense. Yeah. You've got to spend money to make money. Yeah. yeah. That's what it's all about. I've always said that and mm. people quote me on it. That's absolutely right. And you are very wealthy. I You're am. such a filthy capo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Proudly. You they... spent, spent a lot of money in your time. <laughs> I've spent too much money. <laughs> They uh, shut down the Superstar Limo ride pretty quickly, oh. turned it into a Monsters, Inc. ride. What? Drew Carey uh, I'm, slap I'm in the so face. sorry. I never got to see it and that broke my heart. That's, mm. That's the, amazing. Yeah, they just sl- slowed it down. It's such a <laughs> weird decision. It feels like, like a small, you know, like it doesn't feel like a big thing like Disney would make a decision like that. It was going to be fast. <laughs> Just do it slow. Let's just, the limo gets stuck in traffic. That's <laughs> fine. So weird. What happens to limos? It's a realistic experience. Yeah. <laughs> LA strange. famously has terrible traffic. I can't believe I've never heard of this. Everything no. about it is so odd. It's very special. It's very, very special. It's the, the particularly the sourdough bread. Yeah. Uh, what about bread? It's the Disneyland. <laughs> right, you'd be looking across the road at kids having the time of their life whizzing around on rides. You'd be like slowly plodding through with Rosie O'Donnell telling you about bread. It's what, so weird. What I'd be right in thinking that some people uh, would only have one day to spend at either park and they go, oh, let's go to the new one. That's got to be That's yeah. the hot, best banging. And then you're right, Matt, you are seeing people on that new Tower of Terror or whatever it is because that's so <laughs> tall. You can see people going, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Whilst your hands are like kneading some sourdough. Oh, no, you didn't actually get to knead the sourdough. <laughs> <laughs> you watched the watch, You watched Ryan Styles make the sourdough. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh my the, uh, God. The, the other part that I also love was they had a part like the agriculture of California and they had um, just some tractors and that you could just sit on. And, and apparently, now it's Wobby's world. <laughs> it is Wobby's world. This is Wobby's world. <laughs> Where you get get on the the fake tram, even though you've caught the tram out there to go to Wobby's world. It literally just tractors you can sit on. <laughs> so they shut down Superstar Limo, the drop tower that was planned for Disneyland. They ended up building in oh, California. No. <laughs> Try and get anyone. <laughs> How did they shoehorn it into the Californian thing? Well, because it was Hollywood, the the Hollywood Tower of Terror. Right. Was the original thing. They were going to make it a frontier drop tower. They made it the Hollywood Tower of Terror. Brilliant. Um, That's brilliant. They're very smart. You just yeah. put a Hollywood at the front. It could, you could do anything. Yeah. Here's the thing. You let the Imagineers do what they do. <laughs> yeah. You give them a few billion dollars, okay. they're going to deliver. <laughs> um, then Bob Iger became in, came in charge. He, he took the place of, uh, of CEO. And he described in an interview, um, he described it as a brand withdrawal. He basically said that any time you don't commit to a brand, it's a brand withdrawal. And he invested $1.1 billion in fixing the park. So some of the things they did was they, uh, they changed it from a caricature to more of a celebration. The, uh, the uh, Paradise Pier, which is the Santa Monica Pier recreation, they made it into an old-fashioned version of that. They got rid of the postcard entrance and changed it to a vision of uh, Los Angeles when Walt Disney first arrived in 1937. So they, they tried to go back to that romantic 
idea yeah, of, of okay. what of Disney's history. It, they went from parody to pastiche. Yeah. I would say. Like the golden age of Hollywood sort yeah. of thing. And it's actually lovely when you go there now. That's what I'm sort of... Yeah, it sounds much nicer. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Still a little weird. Yeah. Because you can see Hollywood up the road. <laughs> but I'd rather see this old-timey pier. Uh, Did they, they do the Hollywood sign and all that as well? So they got rid of – they had stuff like that. They yeah. got rid of all of that. Right. I think they might still have a bit of a Hollywood sign kind of thing, but it's mostly all gone. Uh, they added Cars Land, which was um, – The car park came back. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> um, cars Land. Which, which you would think doesn't work, but it actually does work because Cars Land is all about – or Cars, the movie, is all about Route 66, which oh, ends yep. at Santa Monica Pier, so it connects to uh, Paradise Pier. Um, they then changed uh, Paradise Pier to Pixar Pier, which works a little bit less well than the Cars <laughs> concept. Um, mm. They changed then Hollywood Tower of Terror to – Mission Breakout, um, the Marvel Boys in Space, also doesn't quite work as well. Uh, And to conclude. So they've slowly just backed away from the California idea. So what happened is they leaned into the California. There's been this, it's almost like a graph, if you will, of like it was really bad and then it got more and more classy and then they just like started adding more and more. But here's the thing, right, right? it was always a bit, eh? and like it's it's a really fun ride. You go you go on the ride, and 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 then who's the who's the space Marvel people? Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. You're, you're in the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And most people don't think that much. Yeah. Most people don't go. This was in. Why is this in Hollywood land? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Most people are like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah we're up and down they, and they, they made. They probably made it in Hollywood. Yeah. At some point, it's a Hollywood movie. I think they filmed it in Atlanta, but it kind of works. It doesn't have the history, the detail and the perfection of Disneyland. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people will tell you it's the better park. It has better food. The sourdough. (laughs) (laughs) So the sourdough thing's still there? It has better rides and and don't worry, it it still has. This is my final (laughs) line. It still has the sourdough tour. (laughs) Well, that's, that's a new that's a new bucket list goal for me to do yeah. the sourdough because it's going to go and 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 you know I think I, I, I we are the, this is an escape I do escapism you do escapism we shouldn't talk too much about the state of the world but the state of the world means <laughs> that I don't think they're going to get to getting rid of the sourdough tour as quickly as they were mm. going to but. It's still there and, and let me tell you, it's very special. So you've done the sourdough tour? Yeah, that was the first oh, thing I did. Yeah. So I'd been to Disneyland a couple of times but I'd only ever been there for a day. So when I went to uh, California Adventure Park, I, uh, I was so excited about this notion and you go there and they give you a little free piece of sourdough. It's not even a slice. It's like a tiny little, <laughs> tiny so, little piece. It's one of the weirdest things I've ever heard. It really is. I love that they didn't get rid of it. Like yeah. Bob Iger came in and he was like, all right, we've got to change this up. We've got to make this better. We've got to like really get the best. It has the best rides now. You know, Soren is one of the best rides. It's incredible. The Mission Breakout is so much fun. And Coaster, which was originally uh, California Screamin'. <laughs> really great ride. That is a pun. Okay. California Screamin' and Coaster. Yeah. Because it, it's a, 
I, yeah, I mean, because it's not the same word as dreaming. It's just, it's changed the word. But the pun is because it rhymes. It's the sound alike. Yeah. The sound alike thing. That's I feel like I'm getting closer all the time. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for teaching us. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Zach. Oh, You've taught you. us a You're lot. Welcome. Did you like California Adventureland? Yeah. yeah. I want to go. Yeah. I'll go there before I go to the old one. Yeah. It, no, I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, still go to the original. <laughs> I was legit about to ask if you've got one day, which one would you say is better? I, I would say if you've got one day, uh, go to uh, go to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's the place. It's the OG. It's yep. the OG. It has great rides. It's got the history. And I know a lot of people... When they go to a theme park, they're not as they're not there for the history per se, but mm-hmm. you do feel it. It's got like a the reason I fell in love with it when I went because a lot of people assume I must have gone as a kid, and that's why I'm obsessed. I went like five years ago, <laughs> <laughs> and um, love this. And the reason I became obsessed with it was because I um, I remember th- I, I remember I was on a, like a work trip, and the, the people were like like I call it a work trip. It was. I was there with Google and YouTube and they were like, oh, you've got a free day. Let's go to a theme park. We've got – we can either go to Universal or we can go to Disney. And I was like, oh, Disney, that's kitty. That's like – I'd rather go to Universal. I got outvoted and we ended up going. And you go there to Disneyland and it's – the entrance has got nothing to do with Disney. It's like a train station. And then you step in and and the main entrance has nothing to do with Disney. It's It's like a recreation of Disney's childhood – Wow. Town. It's it's called Main Street USA. There's a castle at the end. There's all these things that have nothing to do with the corporate brand. And you go, oh, this is this is a creative project. This is a single person's creative venture. And then it's been added on. It's been plus. There's better rides have been put in. You can now like go to Star Wars and do all the fun stuff. Like Eisner did a lot of really cool stuff. But there's something to the creative vision of the place that is underrated, I think. Wow. So I would say go to Disneyland. Okay. Right. We'll have to drag Matt away from the sourdough experience. Yeah. But well, hopefully no, we'll have two days. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we just have to make sure we have two days because we're not missing out on sourdough. Because yeah. you've got to go to the sourdough okay. experience. I need to see some classic California sites without leaving Disney. Yeah. That's true. That's what I want. Yeah. It's very funny. That's great. It's very, very funny. And it's one of those things, like I think most people that go now are like, oh, that one has all the best rides. It's got better food. It's all right. Disneyland's kind of like cute and fun too. Like it's people don't, but when you know the history, there's something so funny about it. Like they've done so much good work. It's a good theme park now. It's worth the like hundred and something dollars it costs to go. It really is worth it. Yeah. But Deep down is just the shittest idea <laughs> that has ever come out of corporate America. So good. So good. And that's why I love Disney's California Adventure. How, how many have you been? So you said there's eight. Is it eight? Disney so there's 12. 12. Oh, this is I'm, like I really am. A, I love this shit. So there's 12 parks, but there's, there's, um, there's, there's less resorts. So there's two. Parks at Disneyland Resort, so Disneyland California Adventure. At Walt Disneyland, no, World, there's Magic Kingdom, which is kind of very similar to Disneyland. There is Epcot, which we talked about, which is sort of like not the city. It's a kind of a world showcase, future world kind of thing, very 80s. 
um, which I've not been to. Animal Kingdom, which is like halfway between a zoo and a theme park, but plus there's Avatar Land there now. Okay. Because, you know, why not? Oh, that's coming. Yeah, the, the new Avatar movies are coming. Yeah, you may point. as well just do. There's six more Avatar films what? or something. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of Avatar yeah, films being made. funded them all in one go and there's, I can't remember if it was six, but there's like a bunch of sequels. No way. And they're all being made at the same time. Wow. Yeah, it's interesting, right? Because everyone's forgotten about it. Yeah. But it, it was, was huge the highest grossing movie yeah. of all time. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's but a, crazy it's an odd to story. go. Well, obviously, people will want six sequels. Yeah, just very confident. Start with one and see how it goes. <laughs> I, I was, I'm a big believer because I had my doubts, but I'm like, all right, James Cameron has always been on the money. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. True. But little Disney connection, Jeffrey Katzenberg, who was the head of the like, film studio at Disney during the Disney decade left and created DreamWorks has never gotten it wrong. So all the Disney movies you love was Jeffrey Katzenberg. Oh, then right. he left and made Shrek. Disney went downhill, he made Shrek, God he made damn. DreamWorks. And that was great. So everyone, so it's like this guy knew what was up and then he had an idea a few years ago, a, a new streaming service and everyone was like, sounds kind of naff but he's never been wrong. And that streaming service was a streaming service named Quibi. And I don't know if you guys know anything <laughs> about Quibi. But no. Quibi um, was around for about three months. It cost them $1.7 billion they raised. Ooh. And um, it was, it's called, it was short for Quick Bites and you could watch things both vertically and horizontally. And it was very, very bad. They did um, a lot of bad stuff and, and it was terrible. <laughs> Uh, and uh, okay. that makes me think that maybe James Cameron doesn't know what he's doing and the Avatar sequels are going to suck as bad as the first yeah, one nearly, did. <laughs> nearly everyone, their hot streak ends at some point. Has to. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I don't know, oh. about Avatar 2. <laughs> what about 3, 4, 5? Well, how do you think of those? Or 6? Six? 6, 7, <laughs> 8, 9. But I will say they released a behind-the-scenes picture because there's a lot of underwater stuff for Avatar 2. Where did you, so where was Avatar Land, did you say? That's in Animal Kingdom. Sorry, oh, I should right. get back oh, to what I is already a diversion from the presentation <laughs> I finished. So there's Animal Kingdom and then there is a place called Hollywood Studios which is very – has like links to uh, – it was basically because Orlando – um, Universal Studios was right. going to open, so they just bet them to it. Yeah, right. And in Paris they have Euro Disney, which was um, now is called Disneyland Paris, which is very, very beautiful but a little run down apparently. I've not been. Uh, did, did that turn into a success after its tough start? I think they kind of got it rolling. Yeah. Um, but what happened was they promised a second park and then they lost a lot of money there. They lost a lot of money at Disney California Adventure. So then they opened a Hollywood Studios themed park there, which is apparently just just like very bad. Like it's just like three airport hangers with some stuff in oh. it. <laughs> and then Hong Kong Disneyland, again, they didn't have money because of the things I've just mentioned. Uh. Also not great. <laughs> Shanghai Disneyland, which is apparently great. I've been to Hong Kong. I've been to California. Cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's cool. Is it a, a bucket list for you to see them yeah. all? Yeah, yeah that'd definitely. Be sick. I think I'm, I'm, you know, funny on Shanghai mm-hmm. because, you know, it's like co-owned by the mainly Chinese government and they're a bit crook, aren't they? Oh, you're going to – okay. He you brought your politics here. I thought oh, I told I'm you to sorry. check that at the door. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
<laughs> you having a go at the capos oh, before Here we now? go. <laughs> Here we bloody go. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my little little love love letter to Disney California Doug, that Adventure. That was great. Fantastic oh, thank report. You. Thank no, you so you're much. Very kind. Yeah, well done. Do thank you feel you. Uh, okay? Generally, people will finish and and then we'll stop recording and they'll say. Was that okay? That felt terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have to tell them that we all feel that. We say it to each every other time. every time. Yeah, yeah, years yeah. in, we still feel that. Yeah, we so, still yeah. go, was that okay? And the others go, yes. Yeah. Um, so. We want to tell you before, just to, in case there's any doubt, it was terrible. It was yeah. really <laughs> bad. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, well, here's what happened is I <laughs> wrote a lot of detail and then I got to dot points about halfway through. But I think I really, like, picked it back up at the oh, end. Oh, yeah. That sourdough tour. We love... <laughs> yeah, that saved oh. everything. Honestly, what all we all the dot points... The only reason we knew there were dot points is because you mentioned it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, Wouldn't I don't think we would have even noticed. Yeah. What I should have done is bluffed. Yes. Just believe you just in knew. yourself. You just knew. You know, you knew your shit. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. It's in your soul. That I was can great. feel it. What's your pick of the Australian ones? Like, which are basically all in Queensland, aren't they? Yeah. Well, yeah. in all in all seriousness, I'm very excited for all the borders to open because I'm keen to go back. Mm. Um, I I haven't been in so long that I couldn't say. I'm sure they're all not great by comparison. Probably Warner Brothers Movie World. Yeah. Because fun fact about Warner Brothers Movie World, it. They hired, when they built the first part of it, they hired someone who was involved in the hub-and-spoke design of the original Disneyland. So oh. it was one of his last projects. Cool. That's cool. So there's a little bit of Disney of movie world that has that Disneyland sort of... The magic. But from photos that I've seen, it's gone a little... Yeah, mm. I, went, I went to all four the year that yeah, uh, we, we California... Have. World Open in 2001. Oh, okay, great. And, yeah, so I was, you know, I was in school and it was exciting. I've never, I still haven't been to any of the real, like the proper American ones. So I don't know how to compare it. And they were all pretty exciting. But I think I remember ranking them at the time. Dream World was the best. Yeah. Then Wet and Wild, then Movie World, then Sea World. Here's my question to you. Do any of you remember the Gremlins ride at Movie World? No. There's a video online about it and it it's really very funny. It's a very funny, very <laughs> weird ride um, because Movie World, the whole thing was you're at the movies, you like experience the movies. Right. They're like how do we do like a movie, how do we do a ride about gremlins, which everybody loves, it's the early 90s, but also go with this like behind the scenes DVD extras don't exist yet theme. <laughs> and um, they went, people went. The idea is you went and you're watching thing like clips of movies and then the gremlins take over and then you go on the ride and the gremlins are there but then also um, Beetlejuice is there <laughs> and then like the gremlins and Beetlejuice fight and then I think Beetlejuice wins. <laughs> and then you're like, thanks, Beetlejuice, and that's the end of the ride. That's real weird. <laughs> it's a very – and then apparently when they, they recreated Movie World in Germany and they recreated that ride, but Beetlejuice wasn't as successful, so it's Alf. <laughs> oh my god! So this is the attention to detail Disney has, uh, or that they lost for a moment, but uh, that Movie World has less of, <laughs> which has its own charm. I, I think, think speaking of Beetlejuice, I've watched it the first time. I just on Halloween, just go on. It was pretty good. But it, someone was saying, or I was reading online that um, Tim Burton's another one who, who sort of seemed like to everyone a genius who could do no wrong, and then 
sort of fell off a cliff. I can't remember yeah. what movie it was. And, and there was a theory I read that it, it's, as his hair style has deteriorated, so has his films. <laughs> I, I heard a theory about Tim Burton that was uh, as the bigger his budget, the worse the film. Right. Which I think is pretty That can good. happen, I think. Yeah. Because, yeah, you, yeah, you can do more stuff. People say that about the Star Wars guy as well, right? Yeah. He did better. The earlier films were better because he had to improvise and... What's interesting when I was doing my research for this was uh, there's a clip in the Imagineering story, which is a series on Disney Plus, which is very funny, very good, but very funny if you know the full story because there's a lot of like this wonderful thing. I'm like, I know that that sucked. I've watched other <laughs> things about it. Um, but there's a clip of Michael Eisner saying, you know, I actually think, you know, a, a smaller budget can really like help creativity, like exactly that yeah. logic. And then they like cut to a shot of just like this giant orange <laughs> ride that they had at Disney California. It's like this is the man who led to the sourdough tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you need the money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love the sourdough. It's the best oh, bit. so good. I can't wait to go to do the sourdough ride. Well, that brings us to everyone's favourite section of the show, the fact, quote or question section, which has a, a jingle, I think it goes like this. Fact, quote or question. Ding. He always oh, remembers the ding. Um, so in this section, Zach, uh, our Patreon supporters who go to patreon.com slash do go on pod, uh, and if they're on the Sydney Scheinberg Deluxe Memorial Rest in Peace Edition level. And I can only imagine if the great Sid Scheinberg created a theme park, it would <laughs> probably oh be God. similar to yeah. the one we talked about today. Yeah, yes. yes. He is an ideas man. He is. <laughs> Not it, great ideas, no, but he a repro- lot of them. He would have approved of the sourdough experience. He's the <laughs> one, we learn about him in the Back to the Future episode where he uh, wanted to rename it Spaceman from Pluto. And yeah. he wanted a chimp. A chimp instead think, of a dog? I think he actually, I can't, I, I think maybe he was the one who made him change from a chimp yeah, to a dog. maybe. And he said there's never been a hip movie with a chimp in it. Yeah, that's <laughs> it, yeah. He had all these weird logics. And that's I mean, amazing. that one was fine. The dog was fine. But yeah, Spaceman. they were like Spaceman from Pluto. Apparently um, Spielberg sent a message back saying, uh, we got got your memo. Very funny. We're having a great laugh about it. So like playing it like so he'd be too embarrassed to That's actually amazing. fight for it. Spaceman from Pluto. Was there any proposal he was, to he, make it about Spaceman? From he was Pluto? gonna. So there was a scene where when Marty arrives back in time, he's wearing this plutonium protection suit, and so he kind of looked like a spaceman. And they were gonna. He said, "We write in one other thing that'll connect it to it," and that's all it would have been. <laughs> And how baffling that would have been for the public. Back yeah. to the Future, the, what I love about that is there's those, the, those moments where now we see that's one of the greatest names. Yeah. Like yeah. Back to the Future is a, great name. a re, like it's kind of what, probably why it was successful. The idea that there would have been a conversation <laughs> around that really tickles me. Yeah. From a place of creativity. And I've been the guy voting against the things, you know? Like, yeah, you wanted to go to Universal World. Yeah. <laughs> but the idea of, of being the guy that was like, back to the future. Yuck. Shouldn't you go forward to the future? <laughs> Shouldn't it be about a spaceman from Pluto? I would have called it Quibbles. <laughs> Quibbies. Quibbies. Uh, so when people sign up on that level, um, they can give us a fact, a quote or a question. We read out a few each week. Uh, they also get to give themselves a title. 
Our first one comes from Daniel Headley. He's given himself the title of resident do-go-onologist. Do-go-onologist? Yeah, that would be, that's probably it. Yep. Do-go-onologist. Thank you. Uh, and Daniel's asked the question here. What is, I have, and I don't read them until I read them, Zach. So, that's great. That's good. That's um, important. So far there hasn't been anything particularly offensive that I've had yeah. to go, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thank goodness. So Daniel writes... There are only three countries in the world that don't use the metric system. Liberia. Is that right? Liberia? Am I saying that right? Yeah. Because you could also say Liberia, but it's Liberia. Yeah. Ugh. Because I'm thinking... Anyway. Thinking Libya? I'm thinking Libya. Yeah. Liberia, Myanmar and the United States. Wow. Wow. That number might be down to two. In 2018, Liberia Commerce and Industry Minister Wilson Tape said the government plans to adopt the metric system in order to promote accountability and transparency in trade. I thought this a question. I reckon that's a fact. (laughs) I said, yes, I copied and pasted this after Googling most interesting facts. But, hey, it's still interesting. That is pretty interesting. Thank you. It's definitely a fact. Yeah, well, if it is a fact, I'm assuming it's a fact. Yes, that's my answer. Yes. Yes. I wanted at least a question mark at the end. My fav- my answer is sourdough. <laughs> Lock it in, Eddie. <laughs> um, thank you so much, Daniel Headley, for that great question. Uh, next one comes from Dominic Stevenson, who's called himself the Rector of Burton Coggles. I don't understand it, but I love it. <laughs> and Dominic has offered a fact which is each sea in Pacific Ocean is pronounced differently. Wow. <laughs> he wrote the wow. I agree. Pas- Pas- Pacific Ocean. Yeah. Oh. Pas. So you got a s, a k, That is very good this stuff, is, uh, i got to be honest. I was, I, was saying, I was saying, I think I said it before the podcast, not on the podcast. I've been doing a lot of... A lot of the press and a lot of like yep. the, I, yesterday I did a lot of the in-depth ones. So I've been very like on mm. for a really long time um, and I'm just loving just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, okay. yeah, give, me that, cool. give me that fact. That's <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Okay, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, sit back and relax. Yeah. Enjoy. Mm, yum, 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 yum. <laughs> <laughs> this next one comes from Maine Gallagher. Who's given themselves the title of Theme Hospital Administrator and Rollercoaster Tycoon? Well, appropriate episode oh, wow. for them great. to be giving us a question. Well, let's see. And are you excited for uh, Rollercoaster Tycoon um, console edition? That was a question to this person. Okay. Oh, fantastic. I'm engaging with that. That um, is coming out soon, is it? Uh, yes, it is. Will it be on the Nintendo Switch for Jess and I? Oh, I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 I have no idea. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> I did play a bit of that game, though. A lot of fun. Roll yeah, right. Well, Maine, I, I'm saying Maine, M-A-E-N. Maine, I reckon. Maine. Maine. Uh, Maine writes, I'm planning post-lockdown holidays. I'd like mm. to come to Australia. Mm. Where would you recommend? Oof. I like kitsch nonsense, like world's biggest whatever, and comedy and pubs. I do not like big spiders. I'm in the UK if that makes a difference. Oh, if only we had a Melbourne land or something. Yeah, mm. God, that'd be good. Kitsch, 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 because I love kitsch. That's why I love 
The Disneyland. Yeah. yeah. Hitch is like my number one. Is, I love like Tiki. Do you think stuff. the Ned Kelly Light and Sound Show would equal Kitsch? <laughs> is it too Kitsch? <laughs> is it like <laughs> pretty Kitsch? Sovereign Hill's pretty fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sovereign that's, Hill's is that, fun. That's Kitsch. And then the big, the big things. The big, big pineapple, yeah. the big banana, big which prawn. is not big enough to warrant its big title, the big banana, <laughs> yeah. which is part of its charm. But the big banana is yeah. the original, so it didn't have anything to scale against. Really? I learned that just recently. That's I'm great. I'm listening to a Bill Bryson audio book where he travels around Australia. That's fantastic. He went to the Ned Kelly Line Sound Show. I have to go to this. And he couldn't believe it was worth $15. <laughs> <laughs> too, too high? Yeah. Oh, rough. <laughs> but he also but he, but he loved it. He's like, it was worth every dollar. Going in. Worth it, all appra- $15. Apparently going in, this because I'm guessing he wrote this book in the 90s and he, um, the owner who would have also been running it and taking the money at the front, they said that's uh, $45 for the three of you. $45, is it good? And he, and the audiobook's got the the guy does this bad broad Australian accent when he does Australian oh, characters. Man. He goes, good, mate, like Disneyland in there. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> There's apparent, apparently Dreamworld started as that it was going to be Australia's Disneyland. And like every single place, I was just like, oh, we could just put some roller coasters here. Like, <laughs> it's like it's a lot easier to just put roller yeah. coasters yeah. in there. Just spread out some roller coasters. Uh, yeah. can I say, so it's called The Ned Kelly Story now. Oh. And Amazing. it is uh, number 12 of 12 Things to Do in Glen Rowan on TripAdvisor. Oh. Wow. Yum, yum, That's yum. not a big town. <laughs> have, you, have you heard about the um, the Titanic dining experience? In oh. I, I don't know if it's like what's, what's happening with it. but In it was, Williamstown, that one? Yes, yeah, apparently. It's a three-hour theatre no, show no. in Williamstown uh, and the guy who created it just loves Titanic and you sit and eat like you're on the Titanic. Yeah, there's different classes. Is you can there go really? first, second and third class. Amazing. That sounds phenomenal. My favourite part is... It actually works because people did sit and eat on the Titanic until the point that it starts sinking. <laughs> because the idea of like, oh, dessert, like the idea of finishing your dessert while the ship goes down is so funny That's to me. So funny. Does water come up on their ankles or anything like that? Look, I I don't know, um, but I'm going as soon as I can. Yeah. I, I I've not been to many theatre restaurant shows because I I imagine I would love them, but I think they're a bit like back to IHOP pancakes where they're great for the first bite and then you have to sit through it for three oh, hours. Oh, three hours, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. That, and the f- I just imagine the food's probably not very good because yeah. they're not yeah. focusing on that. Yeah. And they're just it's just sort of that mass-produced. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Just so a what, final note on the Ned Kelly story. It oh, says yes. what a traveller's saying and the first thing is, quote, this authentic reenactment <laughs> is likely to scare young children and the occasional <laughs> adult. <laughs> That's what travellers are saying. It's a bit scary. Yeah. Um, Authentic. Incredible. So, yeah, I guess for Maine, that's that's probably my big tip. Do you have a, what's your big? Big banana, big oh, pineapple. Big things, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would definitely say those things. I, it's hard to know, isn't it? It's hard to know your own kitsch. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Your own sort of country's quirks, you know, because I think that's you've got to ask outsiders what the weird Yeah, you never yeah. see it. It's just like, oh, we just live here. 
Yeah, we're yeah. not going to see the weird sights. Like we're like, I love, traveling. I love how Australians are always like, you know, Melbourne's as good as the European cities, and it's like, <laughs> then why would they leave Europe? It's a yeah. very long flight. Yeah. <laughs> Let them enjoy the city that they've never been to. Yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah. What does that even mean? As good as? Yeah. Like there's a like a rating. You can rate a city yeah. somehow. Yeah, yeah and it's it, very strange. And it's always like, oh, why are we always advertising the crocodiles and the and the <laughs> desert? You know, we've got beautiful theatre companies, and, and so because they have them in Europe, yeah. they, don't they don't have, have big deserts and crocodiles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, just go to the Great Barrier. So if you don't like, <laughs> yeah, if you don't like big spiders, yeah, I mean. You see, yes, I wouldn't worry too much about spiders and You're stuff. You're not going to see them. Depending on where you go. But, yeah, I mean, I, I've i taken out three spiders from my lounge room this week to, and to put outside. How big are we talking? Just, you know, like 20 cent piece. Yeah, right. So that, I don't know what big means. Yeah. And I had to assume they're not, not going to harm me. Big pineapple. <laughs> big pineapple. Yeah. yeah. Where's that? That'd be up north. It's in Queensland, yeah. I believe. Mm. And, and I think it's quite big. Yeah. But I was yeah, quite small one. when I went to the big pineapple. <laughs> so, so who knows? Who knows? Now it might be, you know, just a bit taller than you. Yeah. Where's true. the big Humpty Dumpty? I got a, a photo of me when I'm very young in front of the big Humpty There's Dumpty. There's a big Humpty Dumpty. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Where, I don't know where that photo was taken, but I've just uh, looked up the big Humpty Dumpty, and what travellers are saying is <laughs> likely to scare young children <laughs> and the occasional adult. <laughs> so, Maine, yeah, we're saying go to see the big things and maybe get to Glen Rowan if you're in Country Victoria to see the uh, light and the Ned Kelly story. Plus, mm. there's the big Ned Kelly out there as oh, well. Oh, yeah, so yeah that's on the same street, the big whammy. Ned Kelly's right there yeah. as well. So you can knock off two in one there, and yeah, obviously yeah. get to the Titanic. Get to that Titanic. Maybe experience. not. Maybe not the Titanic one. Now, let me go and I'll, yeah, uh, I'll we'll report, report back, back to you three. <laughs> uh, and the last one we'll do is from Odie Matthews. Uh, and this is a quote. Odie writes, Hello. In honour of Veterans Day coming up in the States. When did he write this? <laughs> he wrote this about a month ago. I assume it's still coming up. Um, yes, it is. It's November 11th. It's oh, the remember, same. remember, November. Oh. So it's, it's right now. <laughs> as <laughs> oh, yeah, it's today. <laughs> it's the day this comes out. Yeah. Oh, my Whoa. God. It's the same as our Remembrance Day. Day. Wow. Yeah. And also the fifth anniversary for when we first ever uploaded this show. So oh, my God. God. It's a big day today. Remember, remember, November 11th. <laughs> uh, so... Odie's um, going to share some of his favourite quotes from Chesty Puller, one of his favourite reports. Is a report you did, Bob? Yeah. Uh, number one, son, when the Marine Corps wants you to have a wife, you'll be issued one. <laughs> two, we've been looking for the enemy for several days now. We've finally found them. We're surrounded. That simplifies our problem of getting to these people and killing them. <laughs> Chesty. Far out. <laughs> uh, three. He's a he's a war hero. He was I, like I a. I just did a little Google. This is what I'm doing. I'm like keeping track. He's a he's a multi multi <laughs> medal winner. Uh, mm-hmm. Three, and he's like I think because we've got quite a few American service people listeners. Yeah, right. And I think they they they've a bunch of them have said Chesty Puller to them is just like their god. Oh, if really? I'm remembering correctly. Um, I'm looking at a photo of him with like a bulldog wearing a little army hat and I'm on board. Love that. <laughs> Is it because of the dog? Yeah, the dog's very cute. Yeah, yeah. that'll do it. Uh, and third one is where the where the hell do you put on a bayonet? Uh, where the hell do you put the bayonet? He said this while at a flamethrower demonstration. Apparently Puller wanted to be ready to stab the men he set on fire. 
He really just loved he loved war, I reckon. Yeah. Chesty. Uh, it says, I think these are pretty funny. And as a Marine vet, I also want to say thank you. A lot of the people in my unit loved this episode when it came out. Thanks oh, yeah. for everything. There you go. That's Semper-fi. nice. Button. Semper awesome. fee. Semper fi. Cheers, Odie. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember any of that. I wonder if you got to those quotes in the report. What a character. All right. And uh, guests in the, in the past have... Uh, Realize midway through that this second part of the show goes about as long as the first. We're only no, I'm really not aware just of this segment. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 there's a very funny moment with your podcast where it did go from an hour to an hour and ten, an hour yeah. and twenty, an hour and thirty. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just assumed you were just getting a little more luxurious, and then realized that it was this. Um, it was these sort of. It's, it's, been, right. it's, it's been a bit of both as well because we the reports have been getting longer again lately. <laughs> We did our first one that was almost made three hours. Yeah, and, amazing. And that was the reporter. That was over two hours of it. And was the did the, did you release the whole three hours? Yeah. yeah, that's great. I'm a big fan of this though. I like the sort of settling in nature of it. The energy kind of changes. <laughs> yeah. it's like the after party. Yeah, yeah. welcome. <laughs> it's like all right. Now it's just uh, us and the patrons. Yeah, it really is us and the true believers. <laughs> We've turned the music down yeah, and we're just having that. a chat. So we also like to thank a few of our other Patreon supporters who uh, support us on Patreon at the shout-out level. And Justin we comes up with a little game based on the theme. Yeah. Maybe give him a ride or... Yeah, give him a ride. Yeah. Or we could give him a Disney character. Oh, that's fun, but we didn't really talk too much about characters. Well, there wasn't many characters. Yeah. You could give them... Michael um, Eisner was a bit of a character. Yeah, that's very true. You could give them like um, like a bad corporate idea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you could blue good. sky, something <laughs> around blue sky thinking <laughs> in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that, except I just don't think I could come up with that many bad ideas. <laughs> yeah, maybe we come up with other rides that are, you know, like the bread experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah, okay. We'll come up with some sort of experience slash ride for them. Maybe you can use their name or where they're from as yeah, inspiration. Great. So firstly, if I may, I'd love to thank from – we're not sure where from actually. <laughs> oh, great. That's well, not them. super helpful. Use that as information. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, Ainsley Frank. Ainsley Frank. Ainsley Frank. Maybe the Anne Frank. No. Um, <laughs> Well, Ainsley, Ainsley Harriet, of course, is the uh, is the overexcitable British chef who hosts the British version of Ready Steady Cook. Oh, um, oh! So maybe like a Ready Steady Cook experience. Oh, what yeah. about whatever? So some people will bring their own food to the theme park to save mm-hmm. money. What about you go to the experience and whatever five ingredients people from the audience put on stage, a chef has to come up with something out of that. Uh, but instead of a chef, it's just a 19-year-old employee <laughs> yeah, that, who did yeah. a two-week <laughs> course no, on how got to a do certificate Ready Steady too. Cook. That's, Ro- <laughs> that's Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, there's a video introduction <laughs> from Rosie O'Donnell. She's had to do every combination pre-plan. Yeah. So whatever it is, they type it in. There's and they, something, yeah. yeah. Five peanut butter sandwiches, <laughs> two Panadols, a condom, <laughs> a sachet of sugar and a celery stick and the Rosie O'Donnell whips it into something <laughs> digitally. That's great. Uh, thank you so much, Ainsley Frank. I think that's a fantastic idea. I'd also love to thank from Phoenix, Arizona, okay. Sean Hoffman. Hey. Phoenix. Something Phoenix related maybe. Yeah, oh, rising. Phoenix. Hmm. Rising Phoenix. Oh, okay. So Phoenix, 
a phoenix would rise from the ashes. Yeah. yeah. So it's a um, it's a ride where you you come through fire. Yeah. And it's very hot. Oh, okay. And mm-hmm. quite dangerous. So it's like you're rising through the ashes. Yeah, and then you get shot up into the air for a First, bit. First they make you dress as a bird. Yeah. Like mm. a big elaborate bird costume. Yeah, but it gets singed every time. So it's, it's a different flammable. bird costume every time. Wow, that's good. I think that could be really good. I think Sean would love that. Yeah. And um, uh, you're taken through via a video of Dustin Hoffman explaining it. <laughs> In character as Rain Man. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that's exactly how I envisioned it. Awesome. So thank you, I think yeah. That's a really good one. Thank you so much, Sean Hoffman. And finally, I'd love to thank from Harrod in Ohio, uh, God's country, America's greatest state, Dean Cooley. What about Ohio. you know, well, Harrods, is of course, the famous, de- very expensive upmarket department mm. store yes. in London. Yep. What if it's like a, recre- like a Harrods recreation where you go in and spend too much money mm-hmm. and you don't get that much? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. It's like a spending experience. It's sort of like it, the, from the outside it looks like a small version of Harrods and from the inside it looks like a place where you can just buy all the merch you can buy from all the other merch <laughs> shops yeah, around yeah. it. But more expensive. Yes. But more expensive. <laughs> it costs yeah. ten times as much. Now we're thinking like corporate. Now we're thinking <laughs> corporate. See, when you said your, your Phoenix idea, I was like, that's good, but instead of what you've described, we just buy something <laughs> from uh, the from a shop and uh, just make a really mediocre ride <laughs> for cheap, yeah. and then charge people a lot of money for yes. it. This is that's the- good. God, you are good. Yeah, I know what's up. Well done. How do we, we normally do three of these each, right? Yeah. Well, they're my three. So thank you so much oh. to Ainsley, Sean, and Dean. Oh, I'll go next then. Um, oh, wow. And I would love to thank from Houston, Texas. Love to thank Hannah Dunning. Well, their basketball team is the Rockets. Okay. And Dunning, Dunny, maybe uh, you so sit on a toilet. In a rocket. So, so it's it's not the whole rocket. It's the it's experiencing going to the toilet. Yeah, how in you space. how you shit in space. Mm. So you like do a, va- a va- vacuum bag. Yeah, there's like a, a vacuum. So yeah. you piss into a vacuum. Right. I love that. That's great. I was thinking, though, we could talk to the people at the Rockets, see if we could do some sort of synergy <laughs> thing. <laughs> Maybe possibly like a video screen with some Rockets players. Yeah. They talk. We yeah. can upcharge them. Right. A really exciting opportunity. As you exit, you can buy some Rockets merch. Right. So, like, what about what, when you're on the yes. toilet, like, James Harden comes out and, like, gives you a pep talk yeah. or something <laughs> whilst you're on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> No, this that's is good. great. This I'm is going great. full corporate. That's no, so you're committing. Va- you're honestly, you're, um, you're value-adding for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very, very good. Um, I'd also love to thank from what country is SE? Sweden, I think. Sweden. Oh, wow. um, and watch as I butcher this. Are you looking it up, Matt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's in Sweden, Jess. Sweden. Great work. Oh, with 836 inhabitants. In wow. 2010. Wow. And that place is called Jess. <laughs> <laughs> what does an umlaut do to an O again? It, it lengthens it, I think. So it might be like Volsio? Yeah, I reckon. Maybe. I, w- I think that's a great interpretation. I would love to thank Harsha mm. Warfinge. Oh, wow. beautiful. Harsha Warfinge from Sweden. Volsio. Bolsh- Okay, so 
Um, That's Swedish. I've got a, I've got a fun idea. Go, I just quickly yes. googled Swedish largest com- Sweden's largest companies. <laughs> so the H and M experience, right. and basically the way the H and M experience <laughs> works is you go in and you see a sort of it's a cool fashion show where you are the paparazzi, <gasps> and you sit down and you get to press a little thing, it makes little flashes, and on stage is different uh, park employees uh, doing the <laughs> runway of the latest H. <laughs> Afterwards, you just uh, walk through a small H&M store where you can purchase your favourite H&M clothes. And also the photos. <laughs> and also the photos that you, you yourself took. <laughs> and then people come around to your house and go, who's that on the catwalk? You're like, oh, the, the, the 17-year-old that sells turkey legs. <laughs> I took like, that I took that photo. <laughs> the H&M that's experience. really good. I think we're now we're starting to really cook. Yeah, now we're getting it. Yeah, oh, that's it. That's great. Thank that's you so great. much. Kaja. Ka- thank you so much. Great name. Um, I would also love to thank from Hawthorne East here in Victoria. Wow. Love to thank Jemima Knox. Well, obviously the Hawthorne football team is the Hawks. Yep. Uh, they have a training facility they've built out in, uh, in, the, in the outer east there. Maybe some sort of like affluent Eastland. Have you ever done an episode? Sorry, this is off topic, but kind of very much on topic about the AFL experience. About the experience, wasn't there? A, there, there was like a, an exhibition in the middle of the city in like the early two thousands. I reckon you should get Broden Kelly from Auntie Donna on to talk about this called the AFL experience. I don't it was remember. Like you spent fifty dollars to go and like <laughs> kick a football at a video screen <laughs> and then like watch a video of James Heard being like, "Good on." You <laughs> wow. So Max went to Aspen, I reckon. <laughs> Someone went to, to Aspen and came up with that idea. Wow. So something like that maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's good. So yeah, we have like but it's a Hawthorne exclusive and it's set in it's you go to the city, but mm-hmm. it's it's as if you're in the eastern <laughs> suburbs. Yeah. <laughs> It's a recreation of Hawthorne. Yeah, that, that's that, great. That beautiful. Is Hawthorne? Does Hawthorne have a Riverly Cinema or Lido? Yes, yeah, yep. both. That's you right. know, like a miniature. Sorry to break. <laughs> a miniature, a miniature Lido cinema. You go yeah. in. You, you watch a twenty-minute movie about the sights and sounds of Hawthorne. Wow. And yes. on the way out, Jeff Kennett shakes your hand. <laughs> yes. Well, well done. Well done. A Jeff Kennett impersonator. But we, <laughs> we don't want to make it. It's not like. Current Hawthorne, this is like Hawthorne from 2006 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah obviously. It's got to yeah. be sort of a classic Hawthorne. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You can get on the number 70 tram and it just takes you around the outskirts of this this Hawthorne land. Yeah, I love that. I like that. <laughs> oh, I like the scenic railway at Luna Yeah, Park. exactly, yeah. Love it's it. got a little tram. Ding, ding. That's fantastic. Pretty good. It's driven Thanks, by Jemima. Nick Mason. Yeah. Jemima Knox, another great name. Jesus is a great batch of names here today. Very good. Um, and, oh, wait, is that my third? That's my third. Yes. Just, yes. So Dave, well, I was going to just keep going. I was having fun. I would like to thank now from Manton in New South Wales, Sarah Smith. Sarah Smith. Sarah Smith, okay. Not the Sarah Smith who hosts Breakfasters on Triple R. She, I, don't, I think she lives in Melbourne. Hmm. Um, Manton, Glenn Manton was a... 
footballer who played for Essendon and <laughs> yes, Carlton in the 90s and the early 2000s. What about like the Glenn experience? And it's famous <laughs> Glens. Glenn McGrath, Glenn Robbins. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, of course. <laughs> the Glenn Shopping Centre in Glen Waverley. Yeah. Oh, you could have a, a smaller version of the Glen Rowan, Ned Kelly. <laughs> oh, yes. Sound, sound show. A recreation of the <laughs> Glenn. A smaller version yes. of the smaller version of Glen Rowan. Yeah. Yes. Glen World, this is great. Yes. Glen all, this, World. all the famous Glens. And then the tagline's like, where everyone's a Glen. Dan- <laughs> Danny Boy would play a lot, only it would have changed it to Glenny Boy. Oh, Glenny Boy. Because it already has the lyric from Glen to Glen. Oh. But now you just, yeah, get rid of Danny. Yeah. Glenny Fuck Boy. Danny. I love that. I think this could be That's really big. That's very good. That might be our best yet. <laughs> you guys We're have got real corporate minds. <laughs> yeah. You're making the real money now. <laughs> But now, who, how, what's the what's this? Where's the synergy come in here, though? Well, I think you'd you'd maybe <laughs> talk to different Glens, you know, yeah. their their representation, their management, and yeah. uh, maybe Glen merch. I really just see yeah. like your favorite Glens. <gasps> Glen twenty. Oh, Glen, Glen twenty involved. <laughs> Sponsored by you Glen twenty. That. You can buy. <laughs> you buy the merch has name tags. Says hi, my name is Glen. Yeah, that's all they are. Yeah. I reckon the the Glen twenty experience. I really see something. We remember. In like the 90s where touch screens weren't very common so like places like science works and stuff had touch screens and you go in and there's these big like screens and it's like a digital recreation of a messy kitchen and you use the touch screen <laughs> to clean the kitchen that's my yes. uh, the glen 20 experience oh that's good yeah, yeah. and afterwards really you just sort of maybe step into a Glen 20 store and yeah. buy some various Glen <laughs> 20 Glenn products. 20. I should say that Glen badges have both spellings of Glen, one N or two Ns. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. good to be inclusive. Mm. Uh, thank you so much, Sarah Smith from Glen Mountain, New South Wales. Thank you, so, so Glen <laughs> I'd like to thank now from Powies in Great Britain. Um, thinking that this is probably a Welsh place, that is James Burton. And I apologise if I've said that incorrectly there. But, uh, James. No, no. I think you got that right. My emphasis was it's your middle name. More on Powies. <laughs> P-O-W-Y-S. I've, I've got a Google Powies. Yeah, P-O-W-Y-S. Very Welsh. Okay. You All didn't right. have a go at the city though, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> See, you notice you skipped over <laughs> the <laughs> city. Oh, I didn't get to skip over shit. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to have you a crack at that me one. You threw me on, well and truly under the bus. It is... In Wales, absolutely. I'll, <laughs> I'll start you off. Lower. Now you have a go. Um, then it is C. Looks like cum trench. There is no <laughs> vowels in the first word. That's amazing. And then in the second word there's a couple. <laughs> Lower. I'm not even going to. It would be offensive for me to have a crack, to be honest. So I'm not going to have a go. But thank you to James Burton. Oh, Howard. <laughs> James it would be offensive Burton. if you have a go. I've just called it cum trench. <laughs> <laughs> James Burton, um, okay. Oh, from Tim Burton. Yeah. Tim Burton. Oh, Tim Burton, Tim Ross. Well, what about, uh, of course, you got the Adelaide Crows player. <laughs> <laughs> the Bird, Birdman, Birdman Burton. <laughs> With Tim Burton, like a Tim Burton land is pretty great. Yeah. You know, I think that's one of those things where it could be awesome, but if you went if you went to Denver, Colorado, you, you <laughs> did your coke, you came out of that, 
you'd, you'd do like Tim Burton but only the stuff he's made in the last five yeah. years. Yeah, it's Willy Wonka. <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah, the wrong hits. Willy Wonka. <laughs> it's like it's all the things you you kind of big, that Big Eyes movie which was pretty solid but that's what the attraction is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, people looking around like where's Edward Scissorhands? No. No, we, no, we, no, no, we're no. too expensive, the rights. <laughs> yeah, we didn't want to get that. <laughs> <laughs> People are desperate to have a Nightmare Before Christmas T-shirt. I'm afraid we don't have those. I'm so sorry, but we do have we do have the dark place or whatever <laughs> where, where, where there's that one about a vampire that no one really watched. <laughs> Did you want a T-shirt I of that? I saw that one at the cinemas. So do I. That dark was, Shadows. I think that was maybe the last one I saw at the cinemas. You know what I mean? That was the one yeah. where... I was like, I think... I think I'm done. I think I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think I'm done. I don't, he's not going to save this. <laughs> I think someone needs to come in here and tell them to stop. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happened when... This is what happens when art happens in a frictionless vacuum. It's <laughs> like, so, can I do this? Yeah. yeah go on. Someone yeah, has to start saying No. <laughs> Hey, we want to remake Dark Shadows and uh, we're going to have Johnny Depp do whatever the fuck he wants in makeup that's not very effective. Uh, can I do that? All right. Yeah, okay. yeah sure. Yeah. Here's $20 million. Yeah, his version of Dumbo. Oh, I yeah, I didn't, I, didn't, did, I didn't watch that. No, but apparently, doesn't it like, have you seen it? No. Apparently it's like because the original Dumbo is only like an hour and a bit. Yeah, right. So they were like, how do you redo a movie that's quite short? People want longer movies now. Now most people would go, don't do it. Then the next thing you'd do is like maybe just pad it out a little, like just have a few more scenes. Make that terrifying pink elephant scene longer and scarier. (laughs) They love Disney movies, loved like just that weird crook bit that upset you. Kids movies then were just like, and we have to have that one scene that just, Gives them nightmares. Yeah, um, but there was that that uh, that film. They just added another forty minutes of plot. So apparently, where the old Dumbo ended, this just kept it's going, and up. he like goes to the city. <laughs> <laughs> what is he, babe? Like Dumbo's day out. <laughs> it's like it's like oh, it's too short. It's that it's that like I got no problem with shorter movies. Yeah, it's no. fine. Oh, I don't know man. why. I I'm starting to get annoyed that every film's going for over two hours now. Yeah. The 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 amount of like movies I've watched with like this the, the Leguizamarama that I've watched where it's like people have come in and complained. They're going, it's only an hour and twenty, and I'm like, I'm doing this every week. <laughs> I welcome the hour. Yeah. And 20. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you for making it an hour. Thank goodness. Oh, my God. I don't know. There's a Beetlejuice 2 announced. Wow. Is there? Yeah. All right. Um, All right. Have we thanked? I think I've got one more. So that's uh, James Burton uh, heading up Tim Burton land. (laughs) And finally, I would like to thank from Cothill, Oxfordshire in Great Britain, Kate Doherty. Kate Kate Doherty. Doherty. Okay. Carlton player Sam Doherty. (laughs) (laughs) Also Doherty's gym. Doherty's oh yeah, that was Jim Jim Land, Mus- muscle muscle land. Oh, yeah, yeah. muscle yeah. land. Everything yeah. for your muscles. And there's all those um those cut those cut out things where you put your head in and it, you're a very muscly yeah. man. And there's a oh. lot of like skinny teenage boys that are a bit muscly and wearing like fake muscle suits. <laughs> yes, I love muscle land. Brought to you by Doherty's. <laughs> and yeah, the food court. Everything comes in like. 
in the style of a protein bar. So yeah. you can get any meal in bar form. Well, yeah, or it's seafood. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a seafood or you can eat buffet. Yeah, and there yeah. is a gym. Like there's a there's a like a gym at the uh, in there, but it's yeah. like not a real like it's like kind of fun. It's almost like a play yeah. area. Yeah, they're like uh yeah, instead of the big weights, it's all light. So you everyone can look like you're yeah. photo yeah. opportunities. Yeah. They yeah, love yeah. like bad theme parks love a photo opportunity. Right. They're like yeah. the, w- the reason this corner has very little going on is for a photo. But yeah, you, you like yeah, it looks like you're yeah. lifting a big weight. Yeah, and there's like Arnie on the wall or something saying, You can do it yeah. or something like that. Yeah, you can like, be you can be in that hand famous handshake with Arnie yes. that became a meme. Oh you right. Can, with him and um, from Predator, Carl Weathers. Oh, Carl that's Weathers. Carl him Weathers. going arm right. to arm. But maybe that's maybe that's like maybe that's they tried to get Arnie, but Arnie's like, no, I have an investment in Gold's Gym, so unfortunately, I can't be a part of the Doherty's project. Yeah. Carl so Weathers. then it's Carl Weathers. <laughs> <laughs> it's you and Carl. <laughs> it's you and Carl. Yeah. That's great. Carl Weathers. He's in Arrested Development. Is that is him? that Carl Weathers? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah. And he's always stealing stuff. Yeah, so yeah that version t- of Carl Weathers would totally <laughs> be up. He'll do yeah, I'll come in person, do it for you finish eating that <laughs> protein bar of the rest of I um I think Muscle World sounds like the worst place on earth. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. I wanna go there. Yeah, I wanna go there too. I'm imagining that the weights look heavy but they're really light, but the bars or like already have a bend in them, so it looks like you're lifting really, oh, really heavy. Oh, that's really they, they go funny. that far. That's yeah. really and there's like that um and they they they're kind of they're, they're made of a material that's not quite durable enough. So within two two or three years, it really does just look like a soft yeah. foam because yeah. it's got chips <laughs> in it, and no one's really like making it work anymore. No one's replacing it. Yeah, because no. it's muscle world, and they lose the Doherty's uh, sponsorship yeah. after three years. <laughs> but you can see they've just spray painted over it. Yeah, <laughs> this little independent gym's like actually, actually, this, this is, is too expensive not. for us. <laughs> yeah. There's a, a brief stint of like fitness first, yeah. uh, muscle world, but <laughs> fitness first. Yeah, it sounds so. Goes through all of the different gyms uh, until they're like, no, thank you. Oh man! All right, well that brings us to the last few people we need to thank, and these are new members in the Triptych Club. People have been uh, supporting us for three years on the shout out level. Get wow. They get no, inducted are... into the Triptych Club. I'm standing at the door I was with the so velvet impressed rope. By that three years, I became Owen Wilson. <laughs> 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 oh wow! Wow! <laughs> so the way this works, Zach, is uh, I'll read out their name, mm-hmm. let them in. Uh, Jess is working behind the bar in this club. She's put together a cocktail, different one every week, and some mm-hmm. sort of hors d'oeuvres. Mm-hmm. Dave books the band. Maybe, maybe we could pass over one of these duties to oh, Zach. Oh yes. This week. So we usually have a live act that could be dead or alive. Anyone, anything can happen in this club. Performing live. Who do you think would like to serenade our patrons tonight? Is it just any anyone. anyone? So last week it was Sting. Oh wow! Singing this music of Sting. Yeah, which is yeah nice of him to say yes to. Yeah, they don't always do that, but no, that's they, could, a... they could sing the music of any anything. But sometimes, yeah, you know, they could be dead. What's your dream gig? So you, so it's like one artist is going to sing for them. Yeah, they're in the corner. There's a little stage set up, and you can either go and rock out with them, or you can just have. Playing in the background. While you're thinking about it, Zach, Jess, what do we got for hors d'oeuvres and drinks? Okay, well, in like a classic sort of theme park vibe, oh, what's good. classic theme park food? Like, oh, like uh, chips? Corn dogs. Corn chips. dogs, hot dogs, popcorn, popcorn definitely chips. Oh, fairy floss, cotton candy. <laughs> yeah. Love fairy floss. 
Um, and then drinks wise, uh, you can have anything you want. It's just going to come in a cup that's three times too big. Okay, yeah, great. It's going to be like big bigger than your head. Yep. And everything's served in that. You could have milk. Or you could have like a pina colada. It's all coming in the same cup. Oh, I have a pina colada, please. Okay, great. My no problem. Drink of all time. Here's your very big cup. I'll have uh, three liters of milk, please. No problem. <laughs> your favorite drink of all time. Here's your very big cup. And who who we got playing? Uh, well, so uh, here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't think to make it theme park related. If it was no theme need. park related, it would be a, a 19 year old girl who looks a bit like Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> But <laughs> because for some reason when she said artist, you know, usually I take a little while to think of someone. Like in an instant, I've not thought of this for a very long time, but in an instant I thought of William Shatner's spoken word. Oh. Common people. Do you remember yeah, that yeah, brief yeah. period Fantastic. where William Shatner yeah. did spoken word? That's so great. I'd that just to came to me and I feel like I need to be honest to that. Yeah. That's my truth. Yep. I love it. Big fan of that. I think our Patreon supporters will love that too. Yeah, yeah, that's a treat. That's an absolute treat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now Dave normally hype, he's like the hype man as they're entering. He'll hype them up based on their name and then Jess normally hypes up Dave. I don't hype him up, he gets a bit yeah, shy. Maybe you could hype Jess up. Okay, After she sure. hypes me yeah. up. All right, so I hype there, them up. There's okay. only two inductees right. this week. We Firstly from Mevaseret Zion in Illinois, it's Michael Schneider. Yes. <laughs> oh, you won't be de Schneidered. Come on in. Yes, I don't know what it means, but woo. Yeah, all right. I'm not entirely sure what we're doing It was a pun on denied. <laughs> you want me to Schneider? Uh, yes, now I get it. Come on in. <laughs> and from South Milwaukee wow. in Wisconsin, <laughs> I think it is Samantha M. Hitchcock. Oh, oh. Samantha M. Hitchcock. She's Milwaukee in here. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, excited. Good for you for supporting for such an extended period of time. All right. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the episode. I guess before we go, we should say one more time, please do check out the new Netflix show, Mm. Arnie Donner's Big old house of fun. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Fantastic. Nailed it. We're so excited to see it. The trailer looks fantastic. Uh, There's looks a very really good great. chance that by the time people are listening, even if they're listening as soon as it's come out, that I've already watched all of it. That there's a very good chance that's happened. Oh, is it bingeable? It's all dropping at once. Yeah, yeah, it's all dropping at once. It's 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 six episodes. I would recommend binging it. You know, I, I think we've tried really hard. Sketch is a hard one to make bingeable, but we tried really hard to give it like running jokes and bits and bobs, mm. and it's like it doesn't like have a arc because it's sketch, but it has like running jokes and callbacks. And I think I think the bet I think I think the funnest way to do it is. All at once. Get it done. 12.01 (laughs) a.m. Pacific time. Get that algorithm cooking for us, please, God. (laughs) (laughs) Please. (laughs) Uh, And you can follow – we'll put your Twitter handle in the show Mm -hmm. notes. What's your your best one to get onto? The Twitter or Instagram? It depends on what you follow. What you okay. do. You do your best work everywhere. Yeah. We'll put them all down there. And there's also not one but two podcasts where we can hear you on. There's the Auntie Donna podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which I've been getting quite into lately. Very, very funny we, stuff. We did uh, my, my – there's an episode called Funny Mums and Dads, <laughs> which is my personal favourite. <laughs> and we've got one – I think it's coming out this Saturday, I think, 
which is a funny mums and dads sequel where where <laughs> funny mum funny mum and two funny dads are on a bus trip through Italy and they meet a funny funny dad from America. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> and uh, there's also Leguizamo Rama with Mish. Yeah, which is more of this ilk, more this kind of chitty chatty, bit fun, bit silly, bit chill, bit. Talking about a movie you've never seen and never will, but you're like, oh, that sounds interesting. Maybe I'll get around to watching yeah. that and then you don't. You probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> um, people can find us at Do Go On on Patreon and on Gmail and Twitter, on YouTube. Instagram, on Twitter. Facebook, everywhere. <laughs> I love plugging it like you were on Gmail. So. Congrats. <laughs> Congrats on the award. Oh, Thank you so much. That's very exciting. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. We talked about it on Book Cheat, the other show that we... Oh, yeah. ...that I did that you guys were the guests on, but we haven't talked about it on here that our web series was nominated for an actor. So Mm. thanks to everyone that watched, watched that. Show it's still available online. Check it yeah, out on YouTube. Actors are for, for people overseas. It's the proper proper. It's like our Emmy sort of Emmy Academy yeah. Awards thing, and they have like a web series. So it's proper proper good guys. Oh yeah, we're the real deal. Thank you so much. That's okay. I just think it's important for when a, when there's a person from the outside on. You can't tell your American and British <laughs> listeners how big sure. of a deal it is. Yeah. You've got to be like, well, oh, whatever. <laughs> so I can be like, no, it's yeah, a big deal. Thank, you. Yeah. That. thank God you're here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's actually why you are, we asked yeah. you to be here. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I've said it now. Yeah. Like, can, can you, you let talk me go? Us up? <laughs> uh, but thank you so much for joining us, Zach. Thank you. Sorry, Zachary. And, uh, <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> Mr. Rulwain, thank, thank you so you. much. <laughs> oh, thank you, everyone, for listening at home. And until next week, we'll say thank you and goodbye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.